Welcome to the Top 5 Comics Podcast, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today we have Tyler, call sign Foreskin. Hello. With us as well we have Josh, call sign Christmas Village. What's happening? We also have CBS, call sign Knee Breaker. <laughs> Kneebreaker. Kneebreaker. Also featuring Rob. Call sign Cheeseburger. <laughs> because. <laughs> what up, what up, what up. Welcome to the Never Been Done Podcast, Top 5 Comics. Crossover Extravaganza. If you're listening and wondering what the heck is going on, can I say hell? Was that PG? Yeah. Okay. What the hell is going on? We're doing a crossover event. The first ever in podcast history Maybe. crossover event. As far as you know. As far as I know. It's, it's true as far as we know. <laughs> yes. And if you're wondering what's going on and why we're doing this, we're going to be discussing the greatest current Marvel movie in theaters of all time. That came out in April. Captain Marvel? Right. came out in March, by the oh, way. Whatever. It's, it's anyway, we're talking right about now. Captain Marvel today. It's technically still... It's still March. In th- it's in still films. March. In theater, yeah. Oh, it is March, isn't it? It's the only Marvel movie currently in the theaters, though. That's yeah. true. Of all time. Right. It's easier when you don't get competition there, I guess. That's a good point. So uh, this will be episode number uh, 133 for the Top 5 Kongs podcast. And episode number 35 sure. for the Never Been Done podcast. Are we still doing it? Is it still a thing? I mean, we've been doing it. So We're just doing special events now because we just can't like just stand up on our own anymore. It's just got to be one I wasn't special event it. after the other. Yeah, I wasn't going to say kind it. Kind of like Marvel Comics just can't quit doing events. They just like, they're like, we can't just do a standalone, just one issue comic book anymore. It has to be... Eight million crossovers. We do one shots. There's a whole bunch of them coming out for the next big event, War of the Realms. Blah, wah, wah. Actually, I think those ones will be pretty cool, actually. There's three of them that sound awesome. Yeah. War of the Realms will be, I think, pretty awesome. Heck yeah. So, But yeah, they do love their events. They love them. So if you've never listened to Top 5 Comics Podcast, DJ Robbie Rob over here, Captain Cheeseburger is uh, CBS's blood brother from the same mother, and we'll introduce him that way. And But Tyler has been on a Top 5 Comics podcast episode. I've been, and CBS is the main man. And I've never been done. Well, it's us three anyway, so it's us three morons like spewing vomit out of our mouths and drinking too much. And speaking of drinking too much... The deal today is we're not going to swear. We're not going to do any rated R swearing as long as CBS and Rob do shots of tequila. So that's the deal that we made. It's a terrible deal. Does that sound like a good deal? I thought it was a shot. Yeah. Well, shots. We're, we're as a group. collectively doing oh, shots, so okay. there's four of them. There's shots. I understand. <laughs> no, cheeseburger caught that. <laughs> so when you said shots, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, there might be another one later. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> By the end of it, if we're feeling good and your belly's warm and you're like, I might want one more of those. Maybe just a halfer. Maybe just a halfy. Maybe just a four-inch one. Maybe uh, just a nine-inch. I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, before we get started, let's do the shot real quick. Is that cool? Okay. Okay. All right. Cheers to the first amazing podcast crossover event of all time. Ever. 
Ever. Ever, as far as we know. That was... <laughs> this editing is going to be... I mean, if, if this edits well, everybody say good job to CBS, because he's a... It's going to be interesting. Tastes like nail polish. Tastes like amazing. Uh, so you want to tell me about some news there, Josh? News. What's in the news? Mm. Biddy, biddy, biddy. I kind of like when I do that, but there's no music when I hear it, when I say it. But when I go back and re-listen to it, the news is there, and I like it. It'd be cool if there was some like more explosion-y noses every once in a while, too. So if you can throw some of those in, I'd be into it. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to start with comic book news and go into movie news. Is that cool? It's all part of the same thing. So you sure. got it. Okay. So the current X-Man, X-Men crossover event, Age of X-Men, um, one of the cool things that I saw is that there's going to be an Apocalypse America slash Captain America who is Apocalypse. Looks pretty neat. Interesting. I don't know. Awesome mashup. Right? Yeah. Could be really cool. I, I've been reading that one as it's coming out, and it's an interesting take. It's just, uh, I, I don't know where it's going, but it's but it's been interesting, so... So didn't X-Man, did he die? I think we just misplaced X-Man for a while. No, but, so, no, he killed Legion, correct? Or did Legion win in his mind? What's going on with that? Like, I'm kind of confused. Like, I was kind of caught up, then I'm not caught up, then I'm like... I don't think they've 100% explained what happened. Is it just another onslaught thing? About, like, instead of Professor X and Magneto, it's Legion and I, X-Man? I think and that's... Slash Nate Gray. I think that's probably the case. Um, we had Young Cable bring Cyclops back to life, and he had to kind of choose whether he was going to be there for the X-Men or he was going to be there for this uh, this guy that he used to know. And uh, the result of that was that he wasn't there to help the X-Men who just kind of winked out of existence. Hmm. All the X-Men that kind of winked out of existence we're seeing now in this weird utopia world where... I'm pretty sure Nate is just trying to make what he thinks is the perfect world for everyone, which is a world of solitude, a world without love. Sweet. Um, and it's been pretty interesting how the, how they're playing the story out. And the miniseries have been pretty good so far. But where it's going, it's hard to say, because I'm pretty sure this is all fantasy land inside of Nate's head. Just like Heroes Reborn. A bit. And speaking of a bit, um, Frank Miller, Daredevil Saga, is going to be released in the gigantic box set collection for the uh, outstanding price of 250 bones. Holy cow. Take that. The entire runs, but it's like, I think it's like 10 trades or something like that. Like, mm, that's crazy. All hardback, special art, and collector edition. Seems cool if you love Daredevil. Check it out. CBS could probably order for you down at the comic book store. That's probably true. Yeah, pre, yeah. Prepay style. Prepay style. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just saying. Speaking of prepay style, Conan the Barbarian is currently in or going to be in the Avengers. I think sounds really fantastic. Well, we are going to get a new... Uh, Hopefully it's Arnold Conan, not Jason Momoa Conan. No, it's like a mm. drawn version. It's a mix. But it's more Arnie than... Momoa, I think, because he doesn't have the eye scar. Uh, oh, I didn't he, even notice that. He actually looks, he, he's technically the 70s Conan still. Yeah, he I just mean, looks really, like regular Conan. There's no there's no movie version. Yeah. He just looks like regular Conan. Some of the covers look like Arnold, but... However, they did do a uh, Momoa 
Iron, Iron, yes, Momoa Iron Man. Wow. That's a weird That's good. Yeah. They did a Momoa uh, Conan standalone oh. that was based off of the movie, uh, and that was weird. Oh, yeah, Dark Horse put that out back I, when the I movie that, happened. That really is not helpful to the situation, but it was weird. <laughs> but yeah, Conan yeah. is appearing right now in Avengers No Road Home. Yep. And then uh, supposed to be joining the team in Savage. Yeah, which in that book as well. Wolverine is going to give a blood, his blood for a blood transfusion to another Avenger, and it's going to drastically change their powers and them as a individual in the Marvel Universe. They didn't say who, they didn't say how, they didn't say why, what, when, or when, but it's going to happen in Savage Avengers. So yeah. there's that as well. There you sweet. Go. And another piece of news that is sweet, speaking of sweet... I like these segues. I'm into it. <laughs> you're, really, you're really trying this time, but go on. Oh, you just wait. Um, it's hard to do it without saying bad words. That's fine. It's surprisingly more difficult than I thought it was going to be. It's like when I hang out with my parents, I just don't swear. Like, it just shuts off. And I've been with them all day, so I thought it would be easy. And it's not. Like, it just all just wants to just explode out of my mouth. I just want to drop every bad word of all time. That could be just the tequila. Don't let a knee breaker drop you in the face. So, Usagi Ojimbo, the Samurai Rabbit, Samurai Ronin, um, Stan Sakai is taking his property, and he's leaving Dark Horse Comics, and he is has a new home at IDW. Wow. It's going to start. It ended. The original series ended at, what number did we find? One? I don't know. Something 65. I think 260. I don't know. Something 65. Like a oh, hundred number and then 65. Anyway, and he's uh, starting as a brand new number one. I'm excited about it. I think it's really cool. I love that. I love Usagi. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's just just more things to be scared for for Dark Horse. Yeah. And ultimately, because things keep leaving. Yeah. Um, th- speaking of s- interesting, scary. <laughs> Todd McFarlane posted a uh, picture on t- I think Twitter or maybe Instagram of the first drawing he ever did of Spawn, and it was the cover of a when he was in. It was back in the 1970s when he was a kid, and his dad worked for a newspaper printing company, and he like printed his comic book for him. Oh, crazy! Uh, so if you go to Tom McFarland's like uh, Twitter account and/or Instagram, it, you, you can see it, and it's pretty it's pretty close to what it is now, but it's like you can see how drastically different it is as well. So I thought that was kind of cool. I just threw that in there. I don't even like McFarland necessarily or Spawn, but I thought it was kind of cool. That's neat. I don't dislike it. I just right. Yeah. Um, Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross um, are putting out a new Marvels one shot together. That should be interesting. Um, so seeing Alex Ross do some awesome Marvel comic stuff again would be anything Alex Ross does is pure gold. So, in my opinion, even especially that Wonder Twins p- piece that he did. Well, he did a Space Ghost storyline for a minute. That was pretty cool. Heck yeah, they, they are re- reissuing the Marvels. Uh, like combined style so the original Marvel series we have two issues out now but in the original printing it would have been four issues out because they did two books in one book if that made any sense just now no yeah it's it's kind of weird because it's reissuing old material with some new like note liners and stuff so it's been I mean it's been cool but if you read the original Marvels most of it's stuff you probably have not that doesn't mean you shouldn't get it but it's cool and then the final piece of, technically final piece of comic book news that I had, Marvel announced that the next big crossover event they're doing is called Absolute Carnage. 
Have you guys heard anything about that or seen any solicitations for it? It's still a ways down the road, so yeah. I, I don't know a whole lot about it yet. Right now, it's it's all it's all about the War of Realms, but for the next big actual event that's releasing, yeah, the the uh, Carnage thing. I don't think it actually comes out until sometime in August. Yeah, but it's going to be uh, Ryan Stegman and uh, Donny Cates working on it. So the same same guys that did the first six issues of the current Venom series. I mean, it's still Donny Cates writing it, but Ryan Stegman got off around issue seven. So art wise, Stegman's awesome. So that's great. I hope it's like another Maximum Carnage, just nightmare. Yeah, it might be. I mean, as far as stories are concerned, Donny Cates is the one that wrote in the whole Venom God thing, and so that's led to a whole bunch of uh, interesting revelations. Like, they put out a one-shot called Web of Venom, Vin-Nam, like Vietnam, and it was dealing with a symbiote that crashed way before Venom, which is crazy. All uh, right. We did. We actually covered part of that in... We did. We talked about that particular issue, yeah. Some, ep- some episodes ago. Um, do you guys remember back in, like, 1995, maybe, when, that Mac- when Maximum Carnage came out? Like, Sega Genesis put out, like, a... Oh, yeah. And the cartridge... That was one of my favorite video games. Like, the cartridge was bright red. Yeah. That was so awesome. Heck yeah. I love that. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Um, okay, so on to the movie news. This is going to cross over, interestingly, Idris... Uh, and CBS is right, he deserves to be in every movie, because. but he's been announced and confirmed as being in The Mouse Guard, which is a comic book movie adaption, Idris Elba will be in it. I was That's wondering cool. what that was, because I read about that, and I'm like... It's oh. like, Mouse Guard is a comic book that is a bunch of mice that are knights, and they have swords, but they fight like snakes, and like, fox. well, they ride foxes sometimes, and it's like, interesting, but it's cool, and it's a... Uh, I don't know. It's very... It has some phenomenal art. Yeah, the art's really, always really fantastic. The stories are cool, but they're just... I don't know. It's a... Uh, they all they wear clothes and stuff. Like, it's... if It's, it's like... Like a knight? It's like if King Arthur was mice instead of guys. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, one of the cooler characters is called, like, Black Axe, and he's like a, a, a mouse, but he has this huge Black Axe, and he's like a super big hero. So that's who Idris Elba's going to be? I think so. That'd be cool. I'm guessing. Mm. That's why I brought it up. Um, the current in the c- current comic book continuity, Ms. Marvel, right, has not been born yet in the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. They announced that. No, she, there's no way she could have been. Just so you know. Then, is that going to matter? This, supposedly, it has something to do with something. Huh. Okay. Just so you know. So Kamala Khan. The current Miss Marvel. That's an interesting, weird thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Terminator Dark Fate is the name of the movie. I did not know that until today. Of the new Terminator movie coming out with mm-hmm. most of the original cast. Had no idea. Um, it's to be scored by Junkie XL. Tyler? His name's Tom Holkenborg. Right. He did... Most recently, Mortal Engines, but he did, like, Mad Max Fury Road. He did, um, I think he did Batman vs. Superman. He's done a lot. He's, I liked him as Junkie XL, but now that he's doing scores, they're all pretty good. Nice. So that's so, a good thing. Yeah. I, I can see why he changed his name. Yeah. Junkie XL. Yeah. When, <laughs> I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And no, he's done. Name, and I'm like, oh. 
He's I get done it. a ton of stuff so far, and I've liked almost all of it. Oh, Mad Max, like this, the score for that was, it was awesome. Oh, so yeah. is Immortal Engines. Great. Both, it it both was good. one of the better parts of it, and it looked really good, Mortal Engines. Well, just, I haven't oh, yeah. seen this yet, but he did Alita Battle Angel. Oh, that's um, awesome. I can only story. imagine that one's good. No, it is. Tomb Raider, The Dark Tower. Garbage. Meh. He did the first Deadpool. Ooh. Oh, yeah, he did that Black Mass movie with Johnny Depp. That was a good score. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. That's cool. So this is a pretty cool tidbit that I don't know if any of you guys have seen or know, but I'm super stoked on this movie coming out. I think we've all talked about it at one point or the other. The new Godzilla King of Monsters movie. Yeah. It's been officially announced that of the Mothra versus Rodan fight is officially confirmed. For the movie? Yeah. Nice. Like, the two of them are going to fight, and I'm like so stoked on that. Like Mothra versus Rodan. It's going to be some crazy... Hells yeah. Visual effects. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so good. It's probably going to be like 70% visual effects, I would think. It's, it's got to be, I mean. Yeah. And I, and I think this time they're going to let us actually see some of that instead of yeah. like, the first Godzilla. The first one was like, it was good, but it was just like the smallest little taste of what it could be. Yeah. The Matthew Broderick one? No. 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 <laughs> we actually saw more Godzilla, I think, in the Matthew Broderick Yeah, one. yeah, I think yeah. so. I kind of kind of wish we didn't see more Godzilla in the Matthew They had, like, Broderick. a big, like, um, sponsor tie-in with Taco Bell yes, they did. For, that, for the Matthew Broderick one. I don't know why I remember that, but it was, like, a big deal. There was, like, a bunch Probably of Probably because there was a bunch of commercials where they were luring Godzilla around with a pile of Taco Bell. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. And it was like... Who doesn't full, want a pile of Taco Bell? It was full-on, like, movie quality, like, we're going to trap him, drop the truck, Taco Bell just spilling out all over the place, and here comes Godzilla. That's, oh. that's where all those big eggs came from at so, the end of the movie. <laughs> Too much Taco Bell. You, you think those Made are eggs? Made 10,000 babies. <laughs> I didn't know that's how that worked. But yeah. Evidently for Sony, Sony Zilla. That's the real question. Will Sony Zilla be in the new Godzilla? Yeah, that's yeah. the real question to me. Hopefully, like he comes out of nowhere, and then like the real Godzilla just like rips him in half, and is like. That's kind of the the role he's been playing in the Japanese ones. I'm curious who I don't. I can't remember her real name, but the eleven girl from Stranger Things that's in it. Like, what what's her whole deal with that movie? I, I kind of wonder if she's not going to... There, there's a theme in the Japanese Godzillas with psychics and psychic connections to oh. the big creatures. And I kind of wonder if she is going to be psychically sensitive to Godzilla. That would make sense. That'd be cool. I don't know that. It would be kind of odd for her to take then, that role because it's kind of typecasty a little bit. Well, but. yeah, but... And then maybe they have some sort of like romantic involvement like Brie Larson and King Kong. I don't think that's going to happen, Jim. She's a little young for that, man. <laughs> and Brie Larson's like, I might have to do some yoga and fit to figure this out, but it might work. But she's not in that later. Movie. I do hope this movie is like that good because I thought Kong Skull Island was it was amazing. It was really good. Oh, yeah. I liked mm -hmm. it a lot. Um, on to the next bit of news. This is like way less cool, but still fascinating nonetheless. There's going to be a Scooby Doo reboot movie. Yeah, I saw something about and that. And Zac Efron is um, confirmed as Fred, and Amanda Seyfried is confirmed as Daphne. So, uh, 
You meant live action Scooby Doo movie? No, it's <laughs> animated. It's animated. Yeah. Why are we getting? No, the, the, that's what the thing said. No, I said live action when I was re- doing oh, the really? news. Really? Yeah. It's gonna be Shaggy. Don't know yet. Hopefully, Matthew Lillard. Matthew again. Lillard all over again. Hopefully, <laughs> is he, he too he, old now? He might as well. I mean that that's if basically become his career. It's, it's true. If it's animated, he should be. Because Casey Kasem did it for like 90 years. That's true. Until he died of being old. The other thing was something different, but that's right. No, he was just 90. He was old. So he died. Like yeah. People die when they're 90. He's pretty happens. amazing, though. Yeah. He's incredible. But, yeah. Matthew Lillard. You were in Scream. You were in this. You were in that. Now you're just Shaggy. All the time. <laughs> I mean, if you need Shaggy, without it a paddle, should be Shaggy. Dak Shepard. Seth Green. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. I do like half those guys. There's three of them. That's not. How do you do that? Because I cut Dax. Well, hang on. well, Seth Green's only half a guy. Huh? I, in real life, he's not that tall. Ouch. <clears throat> That's rude. I know that from meeting him multiple times. I do listen to a lot of Dax Shepard's podcasts, and I'll tell you this: mm. while they were filming that movie, he'd try to get sober, and then he fell off the wagon super hard and did tons and crap tons of drugs and like. Did a bunch of crazy stuff and actually, like, crapped the bed at one point, like, after taking a girl back to the room. So gross. And he woke up, he's like, I don't know, it could have been you, to the girl. That's awesome. I thought that was hilarious. Well, he's a class act. Probably was her, and she just blamed it on him. And then he married Kristen Bell because he did something right. Yeah, I don't understand. And made chips, which is awesome. I do like chips. I do. But I like it because of the other guy. I like it because of both of them. Yeah. Whatever. Chris Hemsworth tweeted a photo um, basically welcoming Deadpool to the Marvel Universe, but it's like a picture of Deadpool wearing the Thor helmet and holding Maloiner, but it's like Maloiner's... Is, is that saying it? Holding Kneebreaker? Mean, holding Kneebreaker. You mean Mjolnir? I think it's Maloiner. No, Mjolnir. Or Mew Mew. But he's, hold, but he's holding it like it's a tiny it. fish, like it's a little itty bitty thing, or like a Christmas ornament. That's fine. A Christmas ornament? Yeah. Christmas ornament? Yeah. I am Christmas. T- is that what you call me? Christmas Town? Christmas Village? Christmas Village. Christmas Village. Go Christmas Village. I liked that one. I didn't even hear that. that, that I laughed out loud because I didn't even hear it ahead of time. So thanks for that. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. good. I appreciate you. A lot of times we try not to, to say them so that we get that natural reaction, but like it doesn't always work. Because no. sometimes you don't want to hurt people's feelings, you know? And finally, the last tidbit of news I have... Um, it's a pretty, it's still a rumor, but it's pretty close to being confirmed that the main villain in the Black Widow movie is going to be Taskmaster. Oh, that's interesting. That'd be cool. Taskmaster's awesome. I don't know what that is. Taskmaster is just a bad guy with a sword who's not that cool. He's like, actually. <laughs> Whatever. He's not. And actually, they're like Deadpool at one point. It's like, I need an, I need somebody to fight. And he like fights Taskmaster and Taskmaster's like, hey. Like, dude, like, you're beating the crap out of me. Like, you're way better than I am. Like, you just need to stop, man. Like, I'm not going to be able to beat you. I'm not cooler than you. It's not, none of that happened. That like, did happen. fight, but none of that happened. That did happen. In no. the, yeah. Whenever they were teamed up together. No, it wasn't a team up. They fought. But he's like, I can't beat you. Like, you're better than me. And Deadpool's like, oh, I am? Well, Deadpool can't kill. Or can't be killed. Right. So, I mean, technically, he's better than everyone. Exactly. Yeah. So, That's true. But no, Taskmaster's whole deal is that uh, he keeps his identity hidden. Skull face. Yeah. He has a photo, like a photo sense where he can copy everyone's uh, physical movements. So any person he's ever fought, he knows how they move, thus he knows how they fight. 
So he can pull out Captain America's abilities and run around with a shield. He can pull out Swordmaster's abilities with a long sword. He can copy Deadpool when he's fighting Deadpool. So he's like he's fighting Wolverine. <clears throat> the Shang Tsung of Marvel. No, he's he's more kind like of. just he's like the pretender. Like as soon as as soon as you do something, he knows your skill set. So his skill set is amazing, but he's just a dude. He doesn't have super strength like Captain America. He just can do the things that Captain America can do. He doesn't have the regeneration that like Deadpool be, has. Like be patriotic and fun. He could be sure. he could be patriotic and he can be kind of fun, <laughs> but he can't be super strong because that's not in his wheelhouse. You could actually argue that Deadpool is a shitty assassin. Yeah. Um, you could argue that he's not very good at what he does, but because... He's fantastic. He can just heal from everything. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> he's a good shot like Hawkeye, but Hawkeye doesn't have a lot of powers, does he? No, Hawkeye doesn't have any powers unless you're in the Ultimate Universe. Tyler doesn't have any powers, right? I'm Rocket, bro. Oh, yeah. Trash Panda. Trash Panda. This is the Trash Panda. <laughs> what if you're Groot? And Robin's the trash panda. I think Lucy's group. You think? She has the right color set for it. She does just say the same thing over and over again. That's true. Yeah, annoying barks over and over again. (laughs) And then um, Tyler and me went and saw Us in a little bit of news. And I'm not going to ruin anything. Okay, at this point, I'm going to say spoiler alert because we're going to talk about Captain Marvel today. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. And there's going to be spoilers because we're going to talk the crap out of that movie. But anyway, Tyler's we went and saw it, and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Tyler, did you really enjoy it? Yes, I thought it was awesome. It's not the greatest horror movie of all time, like they said it is, but it is really good. And what the, but without ruining anything for anybody, what I, what I, what I took away from it, I woke up at three in the morning, three a.m. in the morning. I was like, "This is it. I figured it out. What it is? It's just like a really long episode of the Twilight Zone, and it just made me excited about Jordan Peele's new TV show, like the new reboot of the Twilight Zone, because that's what he's, that's his new next project. So I'm excited about it because. That's what it is, basically. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I kind of forgot about that Super Bowl commercial, right. Jordan Peele. And then when he said that, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then and then even, uh, what was the one before that? Get Out. Get Out is, 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 is what Same is, thing. It, it could yeah. very easily have been a Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Which, which is fantastic, because I loved the original Twilight Zone. I thought it had a lot of good humor in it, too. Yeah. And a lot of really good stereotypes against white and black people. Like equal on both sides, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Which was good. <laughs> well, the original was black and white, so... No. <laughs> Us. Oh. <laughs> and Get Out. Oh. Both of them, actually. Yeah. The, the nice thing is, you know, he got a lot of credit because, oh, he's a comedian and he's doing a horror movie, and it would be really easy for it to just be... Like, oh, it's just different because he's a comedian doing a horror movie. But he's actually pretty legit. He's got he's got something to say, and he's doing a pretty good job. I have not gotten to see us yet, so... Yeah, me either. I couldn't say on that one. But um, having him as a part of the Twilight Zone, 
That's good. That's, that's a good take, because there's a lot of people who can't do episodic stuff. And it's nice to see that, you know, he's more than just whatever made him popular to begin with. Sure. You know? I think comedy the whole time was just a segue for him. Like he's, he, you know, he's always been a funny guy, but I think he was just like, like Key and Peele was just like his, his way to get recognition. Or it seems to me like he's doing what he really wants to do now. He's like, yeah, he's killing it. Cause it's it's fan, it's man. Did he win Best Picture last year? No, he didn't. No, he didn't win Best Picture. He got it best for original Best Original Screenplay. Original Screenplay, screenplay for yeah. Okay. So he won something for something, but I couldn't remember what it was. I don't think he'll get anything for us as I, good as it is. I don't either. Because I think but, like the shock value from like the first one kind of is like it's similar. Genre wise, so I don't think they'll. He's done another one. Yeah, so, sure. But it's really good. You guys should go see. I it. mean, I think I think all this is just setting up a uh, Keanu two. Honestly, seriously, the cat movie. Mm-hmm. I can no. see that. Yeah, why not? Again, Absolutely an episode not. of the Twilight Zone. Oh my was, gosh, was really Keanu the like, horror movie? No, no. It's, it's the kitten that does like. The... <laughs> I don't know. I never like saw drug the, <laughs> the cat. It's just yeah. It's about a kitten. That one of the two gets falls in love with as a, a pet owner, and then the cat gets kidnapped by drug dealers, and of course you have to go deal with the drug dealers. It was awesome. It was pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, that's all I got for the news. And uh, oh wait, before we move on, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer dropped. Awesome. Yeah. Looks so good. I think it looks great. I think uh, where his Brad Pitt and Leo's team up been because they are just in the trailer they look like they are great together and they actually kind of do look alike like i can totally see brad pitt they made him look older obviously since he's his stunt double but so the movie takes place in like 1960s like hollywood california when the charles manson and his um cult murder sharon tate and all that stuff and uh DiCaprio plays an actor and Brad Pitt plays his stunt double and like that relationship. And that's kind of, and it's Tarantino's supposed last film, right? No, no, he's making 10. This is his night. Oh, okay. So one Boom. more ninth movie from Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that why people are counting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause he said when he first started, I will only make 10 feature films. Oh man. So, so the end is in sight. Right. <laughs> the only movie that he made that I don't like is Jackie Brown. Man, I like Jackie Brown. I don't so. dislike it. I just like it less than all the other ones. I more. think he's just going to pull like a, a, you know, a rapper thing. Like every rapper's like, oh, I'm retired. And then they come out of retirement like three times and make another album. Right. Like Tupac. I don't, I'll believe it like when Tupac. he hasn't made a film in like 20 years. <laughs> it would make Even sense. Then, yeah. you know, there, there's, I don't know why you'd choose to quit. If when you're that really good, do, like yeah. people want to see your movies, why would you not give it to him? No, he might pull a, like, oh, this is not a Tarantino film, and like put a different name on it or something. Oh, I can see that too. Yeah, I'm not sure why Kevin Smith hasn't done that. To tell you the truth, if he really thinks his <laughs> name is stopping him from succeeding, no, there's <laughs> other reasons for that. <laughs> Lots of them. Just saying. You know, I, I feel like oh, and Toy Story 4 looks awesome. 
Yeah, I've only seen the one trailer for that. I guess there's a second trailer on there's a Yeah, okay. they, they put one out like three, four days ago. Yeah. And it talks about why Bo Peep wasn't in three. Yeah. Right? Oh, it huh. kind of shows that that's, that's what it's going to be about. Crazy. I honestly didn't even pay attention that she wasn't in three because they're like, who cares? <laughs> why, like a why a little boy was playing with a a, a sheep herder female doll is weird to me, but so I didn't even think about it. I know this is going to sound stupid, but wasn't she the lamp? I don't remember. Didn't she like walk off the lamp post or some shit? I don't know. So yeah, I don't remember. Again, why did a little boy have a female sheep herder lamp? Well, I can understand if you're a kid. Like a little kid. No. You know, because your parents just buy that stuff for you. That was just a holdover. Maybe. If if it, the mom was supposed to be the one that had... The... It was a single mom, right? There's no dad. Does There's it... no dad in no? the story. No, never, never. Mm-mm. Single okay. mom. I see, I so, can say, you know, I never paid attention What is the dad? She's like, maybe my kid's gay. I'm not sure. I'll give him a, a female toy and see what What is the happens. dad? That doesn't make any sense. There's a snake in my boots. There's a snake in his mom's boot, and it's Woody. <laughs> Knee breaker. Still doesn't make any sense. Like, literally at all. I got nothing. Yeah, obviously. So we should get on with this movie? We can talk about Captain Marvel? Let's Woo. do it. Why not? All right. Who are we talking about? Cap- Captain Marvel. Marvel. Right. Shazam is going to be amazing. It's something totally different. It should be, though. It looks awesome. Early reviews are, it's fantastic. Yeah, I can't believe we missed that today. Could have gone. There you go. That's what happens. Sleeping on the picture show. All right, how are we going to start this? What are we going to talk about? Who? I give it two thumbs up. Or I give it two I give it two knee breakers. How many knee breakers is the best? Five? Nine. I give it nine knee breakers. Do you guys have a system of rating? Nine no. knee breakers. I think we did at one point. I forget what it is, though. Well, you see, we have five because we're top five. Top five. Let's go with that one. Nine eggplants. Nine eggplants. Okay. So just yeah. like back when Curtis just gave it Taco Bell food. Yeah. It's like the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. They're like us, but rewind six years. That's exactly what Nine it is. Nine cheesy gordita crunches. It's, it's, it's hard with a five, right? Because if you say, I give it a two, it's like, well, that's terrible. If you say, I give it a three... That's still terrible, but like it's not a four or a five. I I I'd say it's a three. You want to talk about okay? I think it won brownie points for me. Well, okay, I should start by saying, as far as Captain Marvel goes, I know nothing about this character except for what I saw in the movie. That's okay. all I know, so I have no other judgment. Um, but. The 90s thing scored a lot of extra points for me personally. Okay. I think that's why I really dug it. You know, there was actually this, this analogy that I, uh, that I had heard today, because I did, I did a little bit of, of research because, uh, you know, it's getting a lot of hate, and I don't think it deserves the hate. But somebody made an analogy about it, and it, it sort of stands up, but the, the analogy was like when you're buying a grab bag, batch of comics, from like the supermarket or something, and you have, like, your Amazing Spider-Man on the front, and then you got your X-Men on the back, and you're thinking, oh, that third comic, the one in the middle, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome, right? Because these are two really top-tier comics. It's going to be, like, Captain America, it's going to be X-Force, it's going to be something, right? Right. And you get home, and you open it up, and you got your Amazing Spider-Man, and you got your X-Men, and then you got Hello Kitty. <laughs> 
it's it's the filler in the middle. And the downside is because Hello Kitty's there, they see that the same amount of cells go into Hello Kitty that go into Amazing X-Men, or, I'm sorry, Uncanny X-Men and Amazing Spider-Man. And so they think it has the same kind of value. And so what we kind of see with Captain Marvel is that it's sandwiched between Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. And so you kind of feel like, oh, I have to see Captain Marvel. And so before you even know what it really is, you're already going. I can see that. I mean, I might explain some of the numbers for it, because it's doing really well number-wise. Not that it's not a decent movie, no. but its numbers are crazy. So, I mean, hey, maybe legitimately that's it, and there's just a really strong minority that's out there that's just throwing stuff at the wall. It's not, it's not got the kind of reception in China that they wanted, which... I, I still am blown away that we care what China thinks about our movies. Because China kills little girls and ties their feet together in, like, bamboo, like, socks. Like they're that, That's why we care about? No, doing. so they, they they don't like Captain Marvel because it's about a strong woman. Like, they don't... Li- they don't... The, the bamboo sock thing is actually Japan, but it's okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> binding, binding women's feet is a Chinese thing. No, it's Japanese. Mm. Yeah, it was a Japanese thing. We could Google it, I guess. No, it's, no you, you know what? I'm sorry. You're you're correct. It is a Chinese thing. I'm sorry. Have you ever seen pictures of like full adult women with her, their feet having been bound? No. What, what they look like? You know, I've seen a picture and it is terrible. Have you? They do don't. You, they don't do that anymore. Just in case you weren't they, sure. They'd probably do somewhere. Have you guys ever cooked? Tyler, have you? You know, like, looks like Peking duck. Have you ever made you know pork shoulder? Yeah. Looks like a pork shoulder. I'm it's sure just wait. What looks like a pork shoulder? The, the feet of a Chinese woman who's had her feet bound since from a small from a, the, like after the, the fact the folded over feet. They're know. basically just like squares of meat. It's like disgusting, and weird, and horribly painful looking. Well, that's super gross. Like pork shoulder. Okay. Awesome. But if you <laughs> ate it, it's probably delicious. If you brined it and slow cooked it and smoked it, tequila and. And smoked it. Spices. And now you could take Yeah, I don't, I don't think right. we should be talking about eating Chinese people's feet. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Super well, it's not like they don't eat them, so, you know. <laughs> Whoa. Man. Okay. Love you, Tom. Makes me. <laughs> Man. <clears throat> rough. Well, like, money-wise, as of, as of the 22nd of March, 15 days into the uh, Captain Marvel numbers, they're already almost at $300 million. U.S. sales. Um, as far as foreign sales, I mean, that's a different thing, but yeah, that's where they're at like now, and they're barely two weeks in. Yeah, we're right over two weeks, right? So, yeah. yeah. This is crazy to me. And I, the sandwich thing, I can see what you're saying. And so earlier, I was talking to Nolan at the store, one of the guys that comes into the shop, and he asked me, he's like, do I need to see this movie? And I'm like, well, it's a good movie. He's like, do I need to see it to understand things? I'm like, no. I said, but did you need to see Spider-Man? He's no. And Nolan loves some Spider-Man. He's not real happy with the movie, but he has a lot of Spider-Man history in the reading, so that's hard for him. But just like Spider-Man, if you never saw Spider-Man, would you be lost? I mean, you know he's who he is. You wouldn't. Same thing with Captain Marvel. I, I don't feel like you'd get his character as well without that film. Like, I, I feel like you wouldn't, you'd be like, alright, I guess he's dead. Well, it wouldn't matter to you with the whole fading away thing the same way. Yeah. That's true. But ultimately, if you never saw the Spider-Man movie, 
it wouldn't have ruined Infinity War for you. Because you know who he's supposed to be. So, wouldn't matter. I guess since I like Spider-Man a lot, not not just in general as comics go, but like as the film. Right. It's hard for me to say that it wouldn't be worth seeing. Because I, I do think it's... Oh, I'm not saying that. I I'm think just it saying that film. as far as a thing, if you missed Captain Marvel, I don't feel like you'd be lost. Hmm. Like, just like if you missed Spider-Man, I don't feel like you'd be, you would be, you'd be lost. I mean, I saw them and I thought they were great. But I, I don't feel like you'd be lost. I would disagree, I guess. Right. Yeah. I, I would feel like if you didn't see Thor Dark World, that one you don't get lost. That's true. Because it's one of the worst ones. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, it, it doesn't add something really significant, you know? It, the, do, it does to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I guess. Well, the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Even not watching the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, you don't miss anything. But if you saw Thor Dark World and you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you'd be like, oh, that makes so much sense. And it still didn't like that movie. So, <laughs> there you go. So, I, I think if you know a lot of the history of all the Marvel comics, you don't need to see it. But I'm going to speak as the person that's read the least amount of comics in this room right now. Right. I wanted to see it just so I knew something about Captain Marvel, period. Before like, Endgame. Yeah. Not even that, just so I knew, like, who she was. Well, sure. And that was that was the marketing for it. And they did a good job with that. They teased it really good. Because there was a lot of people that had no idea what that symbol meant at the end of uh, Infinity War. It's true, and so you know, I mean, when when Captain Marvel was coming up, it would be it would probably have been like the Guardians, where people were like, "Well, you got to show me something to make me want to come to this movie." Like we already knew we were coming to Captain Marvel, so. And on top of that, I will say this: I think Marvel was just like, "Hey, you guys made all this money making Wonder Woman over at DC, and you guys think you're all badass and cool. Let me show you how it's done. We're gonna make a movie." about a f strong female character, and we're going to make more money than you did the whole time you were made it as a movie, and we'll do it in, like, the first two weeks. Boom. Eight, I think also, though... As of today, $870 million worldwide. I think this Wonder morning, Woman so, yeah. was a long stretch of money-making, like a, a slower pace, but it was in theaters for a long time. Right. And I think Captain Marvel is going to be, like... Short. It's going to start slowing down Because Endgame goes out. So I think it's... It's going to come to a halt pretty quick, I would say. Right. Two weeks is probably going to be like, okay. I, I think Tyler's making a, a good point because, I mean, there's there's a certain amount of, like, hype that was about it. And now it's the, it's kind of like the reverse Ant-Man effect. Which, once again, I don't think, I don't think they deserve to have the criticism that they're having. But, like, people went and watched Ant-Man and they were like, oh, you got to go see this. And so the numbers kind of skyrocketed as time went by. Whereas I think Captain Marvel, it's going to drop off as time goes by. But, but I, for, for, for saying with Josh earlier, the comment that you were making there, I sincerely hope that there is not a single soul at Marvel that is going, oh, DC did this, so let's do something like that. Better, I really better. hope not. No, not even that. Like, I think they'd just be like, you guys have no clue what you're doing. Your best thing that you've done so far is still crappier than <laughs> anything that we do. Except Black Panther was See, garbage. But anyway. The, the problem for me is when you start making films just to be, we want to make a film about a lady. That's when the films start hitting the floor. That's when you're going to break the bubble. And that's when it's all going to fall apart. Right. I mean, they're don't, gonna they're, do they're doing a Black Widow film. So they're, they're doing another strong female film. I mean, the, ne the next wave of Marvel movies are supposed to be very female, like 
lead, like Captain Marvel supposed to spearhead that, like kind of how Iron Man spearheaded the first wave of Marvel movies. Like Captain Marvel supposed to spearhead this the ne- this next wave yeah. is what they're they're pushing. I just I think I think that there's some. I'm not saying that this is there's no credence to this whatsoever. I'm just saying that like I think some people at Marvel are like. Those guys think they're so cool with their Wonder Woman. Wait till you see what we do. Better. I don't even think they care, though. You're right. They probably don't. Like, they've already outdone <laughs> DC so much in the last ten years. Does it really matter, like, right. to them? Yeah, I kind of feel like the only one who benefits from the success of Marvel is actually DC. Because I think people give DC more of a chance on their films because Marvel's doing good. Hoping that they finally get something right. Yeah. Every the, the, the sympathy ticket buy? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's the case. Now, don't get me wrong, Aquaman is... Not very good. Pr- pretty good. No, it's good. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-mm. Man. I think it's all right. I- I'll tell you why. And it's not really like a story or even maybe an acting issue as much as for me as it is like... I, I couldn't get past how the animation of humans being underwater looked like i feel like it it just weirded me out a little bit like it felt it felt like it should have been just an animated movie to me hmm. instead of live action not to get too far off the topic but i mean if there was one thing i can complain about is why have a young defoe instead of you know just casting somebody else for volco I mean, William Defoe is fantastic, but he could have played any other part. That's true. You know, I, I myself, I like Volko as kind of a heavy set guy to begin with. A Jack Black character would have been fine for that. You know, without having to de-age Defoe, who has you know some pretty severe age. <laughs> um, so his younger self looked terrible to me. Like every time I saw it, I was like, I don't understand this. It also caused a ton of continuity problems, which I, I guess DC is not worried about, but, I mean, whatever. I did like that uh, Django Fett was his dad, though. That was yes. cool. Yeah, that was <laughs> I'm like, wait, I know this guy. Yeah, I did too. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> so silly. And they both have, like, matching tattoos, so it's like, oh, the, the Aquaman tattoos, it comes from Django. Like, I thought the scenes they had together as father and son were, like, the best ones in the movie. I did. It was pretty Personally, good. Personally. It was pretty good. I mean, they, there's a lot of good stuff, I think, for that. But getting back to Captain Marvel, because yeah. okay. we're not talking about Aquaman right now. We we, we jump to DC all the time all in, the time. Our, in our podcast. Well, that's so true. That's, <laughs> all the time. We do, too. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, we, we talk about all of it, but I mean, like this is supposed to be focused. Yeah, whatever. Oh, so, so here's what I think is going to happen. I think it is going to slow down drastically. You mean movies coming out? Or you mean... No, Captain Marvel. Before the sales for Captain Marvel, since we, you mentioned Black Widow earlier, don't we already have a Black Widow movie? It's called Red Sparrow. I'm pretty sure that was Black oh, Widow, yeah, wasn't it? Oh, right. yeah, right. So, pretty like, much. Do we really need a... Don't get me wrong. I'm all for Scarlett Johansson getting the movie. That's awesome. I mean, I, I think she's great. And if it's a movie that explains why her hair is blonde, awesome. But if it's Red Sparrow, again, just not Red Sparrow, eh, If we get to that. see Scarlett Johansson topless, and sure, let's give it a shot. I mean... That's not going to happen. In a never. Movie. That'll never happen, no. though. You get to see Jennifer Lawrence topless in his Red Sparrow. Not a Marvel movie. You just called Marvel. You get Marvel to see movie. Jennifer I, Lawrence topless in a lot of stuff. In the fact of what it is about, the Focus, mm-hmm. man. Including the fappening. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Something totally different. Um, no, but I mean, 
I think Captain, like you said, I think Captain Marvel is going to slow down drastically because Endgame's coming and stuff like that. Well, and there's other stuff coming out in between. Right, but I, mean, I think ultimately, but, yeah, I mean, every film is like that. Right, but I think it's because it has a, such a smaller window than most films do. But I think what's going to happen is people are going to go watch people who haven't had a chance to watch Captain Marvel are going to watch Endgame, and they're going to be like, Captain Marvel was really cool. Let me go check out Captain Marvel now. So I think it's it's also going to like I think it's going to hit a second like. It's it's gonna get a second wind and catch on. Get do even more a little bit later on. I think. I kind of have a feeling it's gonna be gone. Yeah, me too. Shortly after Endgame comes out, so if people aren't on it, like it's not. Except for like major cities, maybe. I, I get what Josh is saying, though. I think what he means is like the way people view Captain Marvel. As maybe. A film. Not like the financial side of it, but because I think a lot of people who don't like Captain Marvel probably haven't even seen it yet, and they're just, like, talking trash about it because of what well, they Larson, think it is. Brie Larson did bring some baggage with her, and... Yeah, the retarded cat look. It's probably... Well, <laughs> I don't think she looks that way. I, I meant things that she said and <laughs> things that were related to, you know, how she's viewed by maybe the people that are uh, most vocal about her. PETA. Um, I don't think there's any PETA, but maybe... Not because they're like, really you look like a retarded cat, we should just put you down. What about the what about the <laughs> Tom Holland's butt looking better than hers? Yeah, stuff like that. I it's, hate to say, I kind of agree with mm-hmm. it when I looked at the picture. That kid has a firm keister, not gonna lie. So st- stuff like that has been like an issue, but I mean, it's things like her saying on this press junket, "I want to be interviewed by more African American people, more females, more minorities." Like, let's change up how you know media sees. Us doing these films, like, that was really not well-received. I think it's the way she approached it. Yes, and then it it brought up a lot of ghosts from the whole Wrinkle in Time stuff, where she said some stuff there that may have been taken out of context. I mean, is it... There's there's a lot of just bad things that came with her, her in the role that have not helped the people who haven't seen the film that already have a bad opinion of it. Right. That's what I'm getting at, I guess. And you can see what she's, I mean, you can kind of see what she's saying, but the, the end all be all of things is when they pick who's going to do interviews for people, it's a matter of your presence in the world. So, like, just like when we apply to do press stuff at events and conventions, it's a matter of your footprint in the world, whether they pay attention to you. So, if you're Ted Koppel from CNN or wherever he works, and you're like, yeah, I'd like to do an interview with Brie Larson, they're going to look at his footprint in the world, and his footprint is, I don't know, a major network. Then the dude's going to get the interview. But if uh, Billy and, and and Sandy on the podcast of five listeners decide to show up and want to get an interview too, they're not going to pay attention to them. They have five listeners. They're not going to care about that. Their, their footprint is so small. That's why they don't get picked. That's the main – that's the whole reason that the system works the way it does. Is it broken? Sure. Is it going to change? It depends on whether they care about making money off the interviews, you know what I mean? Like, if we applied to get an interview with her, would we get it? No. No, we wouldn't. Yeah, probably, probably not. Okay. You'd have to spin it the right way. Yeah. No. I think I think once... No, we wouldn't. I mean, we could try, for sure, but I don't think that... Ultimately, the hierarchy of picking things and how things get decided, we wouldn't even be in the right category. Either Either show, even the shows together just because of what the way that that whole system works. I mean, it's just like applying for San Diego. You have to hit so many check marks before they care about you. It's the same thing. 
like turning things in on time? Well, that's not, no, that's not even, that is just <laughs> somebody not paying attention and failing or doing their job. It's not as a matter of much as that. It's a matter of, you have to have this many followers, you have to have this bigger footprint, you have to put this many episodes out every month. You have, there's a whole lot of check marks that you have for all those conventions. Like, all of them have them. Different things for different ones, but, you know, whatever. None of those ones have a knee breaker. There's that. Well, that's true, if you understand what that even means. Somebody um, does. Sure they do. He drives a brown truck and wears a brown uniform. Because he works for because he, he works for UPS. I'm not. I wasn't gonna say anything. I'm not. I wasn't gonna give a shout out to any one company. No, that's that's the company you're talking about. Speaking of companies, White Claw Hard Seltzer. We love you. Sponsor us. Mm. Made pure. Pure love. Ah. <laughs> uh. So the things about the movie that I liked, I like the score. I d- I can't pronounce the person's name that made it. I think it's someone of Indian descent, but it was really good. I listened to it the other day, and yeah, solid. And the '90s soundtrack also awesome. Now I do have to ask this, since you did listen to it the other day, is there a Nine Inch Nails song on the album? No, I don't think so. Okay. I I was just curious, but the the so the the only album that I have is the score. I haven't found a soundtrack that has the actual songs from the nineties on it. Oh, okay. So I'd have to see the movie again to know. I don't think there was. Yeah, I I don't remember one, but I'm not the biggest Nine Inch Nails fan, so I do not know. I didn't hear one. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't think so. Because, yeah, it seems, seems crazy because she wears the Nine Inch Nails shirt. Oh, right, yeah. And I just expected to have a Nine Inch Nails song, but that's okay. We got a No Doubt song in there. Yes. Yeah. Which was really good. And Hole. And a lot of Hole. And, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. <laughs> I like 90s music and the 90s in general. Sure. The Blockbuster bit was funny. Heck it was. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Blockbuster bit... So, when she's walking through the video store, there's a couple box cases that are pretty prominent. I mean, she picks up the right stuff, which was a double yeah, that was like, funny double VHS box. So, like, that's cool. And then you can see Hook pretty plainly. And I want to say the Last Action Hero. Yeah, I think so. But there's like a whole group of other ones in there that I like. I try to find a list today, and there just apparently isn't one on the internet yet. Because you know there's other ones in there that you should recognize. None probably. of those 90s nerds watched it yet. Oh, sad day. i got to wait until <laughs> it comes home, and then you can watch it. Freeze frame style? Yeah. Yeah. And really catch all the films. And it was pretty good the way she shot the whole... So the True Lies, I was looking that up today. Oh, so yeah, that was good, too. Like the standee. So True Lies came out in theaters in 94, and it came out on VHS in 95. So I was like, huh, what year are we supposed to be in this movie? Oh, well, because it's a standee, so technically a standee could have been there before the movie ever dropped, right? Well, mm-hmm. It was supposed to be 95. Which would make sense for the yeah. for the year. But I thought that was neat, because like, that's when it came out on VHS. It didn't come out to Blu-ray till or not Blu-ray, till, to DVD till 99, which is weird, but then we had the whole year before, the whole time frame before they even made those things. But I thought that was really cool, just to make sense time-wise. Anyway, that's the thing I looked up. There you go. All right, so you enjoyed the music, Josh. Yeah. What, what were you going to say? You enjoyed 
I like the cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you were saying at the comic <laughs> store the other day. Like the end credit scene where he pukes up the Tesseract. You are a cat person. Well, the Flarkin, Flarkin is pretty cool. I, even though I knew it was coming, it was still like a shock when the tentacles came a flying. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought that was the, pretty good. Yeah. I liked the post credit scene too. That was pretty funny. Yes. Then he throws it out. Awesome. I'm like, is he going to yak like humans up or something right now? Or is it just <laughs> going to be the Tesseract? Like, what's well, going to come out of the mouth? I kind of want to people bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I that did. too. I'm like, oh, it'd be really funny if like five people just flew out of this cat's mouth right now. But At least some blue blood, right? <laughs> blue blood would be neat. Would have been pretty funny. I think the cube and then bones. And like stuff. like like three hairballs of human body parts, and then the tesseract comes out right after that. What about just blue and then a finger, like some blue, because their blood's blue. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. I mean, you could have just done the tesseract and then just blue, but and then just cut it. <laughs> so <right there>. gross. <laughs> so gross. That was it. That's the only part you like. That's enough. It's more than Black Panther had. <laughs> My God. All right, then. Black right. Panther is, like, literally a cat, and I didn't like that movie, so shows you how much. <laughs> should have been should have been a cougar. It shows either how much how bad Black Panther was or how good Captain Marvel was. I mean, you t- take it or leave it. We don't need to have this debate right now, but I think we can still all agree Infinity War was ten times the movie Black Panther was. That's, that's I'd true. say I'd say seven hundred and fifty-seven times better. Like they put Marvel's like, let's put all our chips in this movie because it'll get the black folk. Not that I'm being racist, because I'm not, but that's how they deal with things. Why don't we talk about a movie and like try and push the movie that the one that the one movie that has the least to do with everything that's going on in the current Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, yeah, did make a good point. Hmm. When I brought this up the other day, is that I think they're going to put, they're going for Endgame to be like, I brought the best picture. It's going to be the Return of the King nomination. Of the yeah, universe. like like fi- the finale of. They probably won't. I mean, we talked about the <clears throat> CBS. Me talked about this the other night when I watched Into the Spider Verse, which Into the Spider Verse is really good. It's not a bad. I, I didn't think it was going to be bad. I just it, again, I don't think it's. For best animated feature, it didn't deserve to win because of what went into making Isle of the Dogs. But watching Into the Spider-Verse made me think about how little the Academy feels about both animated features and comic books. And I think the only reason that like, when Return of the King won for the whole Lord of the Rings epic that it was... It wasn't because, I mean, obviously the Hobbit didn't win, gar- didn't win anything, and it That's was because, and it was because the deservedly Hob- so. Yeah, I mean, so it shows that like Peter Jackson wasn't like he. I mean, Lord of the Rings was literally amazing. Like he did an incredible, fantastic, amazing job translating one of the greatest literary works of all time into a cinematic feature and he deserved to win and that they waited till all three of them were out to make sure that he could wrap it up properly and i hope i lit- i hope that because endgame is the bookend to such a massive 15 7 
17, how many? What, I think what we're at 24. 20, yeah, it's, no, it's mid-20s, I think. When was Iron Man 1? Uh, 2013. It was around 2005, right? 2008. 2008? 2008. Yeah, so, well, okay, so then 11 years. Oh, years, yeah. So 11 years in the making, Endgame is capping off an 11-year story. It's true. So it's the return of the king of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's like if if something's gonna go and win best best movie and best sound and best screenplay and best this and best that, it's gonna be Endgame because it's like it's bringing it all together. It's the it's the culmination of everything that's been building for eleven years. Um, and they get to stack everything together. Like you're talking about the just, first Iron Man movies, like all that stuff. Just together. everything, yeah. everything they've been building for you. The Agents, of Sh- the Agents of Shield TV show, even like um, Iron Fist and Luke Cage and Daredevil reference things from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, it's like it's been there's like their fingers are in everything. Like it's been such a uh, it's they did such a fantastic job that like if. If if a movie's going to win best Oscar for a superhero movie, it's I think Endgame is where it's at. Like it's got to be that. If it's, not, then it's, it's, there's never that there's, or nothing for the next twenty years. Yeah, or, or it's not. So yeah, I would really I would really hope so. You make a, a really good point there. If you're going to follow them up all as one thing, I mean honestly, for nothing else, this this has changed the way that films are made. It used to be. The sequel was the big thing, and then it was the trilogy was the big thing. Well, now it's the connected universe, and we're seeing how hard it is to do that. DC is, of course, having a really hard time with that. I mean, Universal Pictures was the original one to do it, and they completely failed. Yeah, with Dark Universe. Try. Yeah, so much so that they abandoned the whole idea. Now they're getting ready to put out the Invisible Man. And I guess the creature from the Black Lagoon. I guess. But the Invisible Man's the only one we've really heard casting on. That could be cool. I think so. Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yeah. I really like the original one. That was great. That was fantastic. Did you know there's three of them? No. Yeah. I don't think anybody knows about the third one. The second one, I mean, I guess maybe you'd, you'd think it exists. But yeah, crazy. It's just hmm. forgotten to time. If you get a chance, look it up. It's crazy, his story arc through the three films, but nobody knows the other two. Yeah, I, didn't know, really. I didn't even know there was a second one. Yeah. yeah. There's like five psychos too, which is crazy. But <laughs> everybody, Not, else, everybody also knows that the creature of the Lagoon died in Monster Squad because he got shot. So that's true. That's, that's true. It's also a great movie. Monster Squad is awesome. Not as good as Ice Pirates, though, right? I do love Ice Pirates. I know them. I know I shouldn't, but I do. No, nah, there's nothing wrong with liking Ice Pirates. But I mean, if you were going to compare the two, Monster Squad, I think it's clearly better than Ice Pirates. But Ice Pirates is a lot of fun, and I think if people just watch it, that they would be blown away by it because it is actually really good. I don't know if it holds up. No, right or not. I, I think it's more like, hey, what's better, a hand job or like getting hit by a car like which one do you like better like <laughs> it's not nearly that some bad. people some people really would rather get hit by a car like it's just some people's preference but most people are like you know that hand job was really good and even though your hands were a little callousy and kind of rough and you still don't know what you're doing because you don't have that appendage i think that getting hit by a car would probably be worse that's how ice pirates compares to monster squad by the way. I don't think that's true, but okay. Well, your your opinion is, uh, is very strange, <laughs> sir. 
I'm going to have to watch Ice Pirates all the way through because I couldn't finish it. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. CBS, I couldn't do Come it. On, I man. tried, and I got 20 minutes in, and I'm like, I can't do this. No. Hey, you got to get past the uh, the slave scene. Okay. And then it starts getting better. Did you get to the slave I'll scene? i watch it in segments, like, it Call Me By Your Name. It doesn't get better. I, I like it. So. I think it that does. says a lot, the fact that you made it through that movie and not Ice Pirates. Well, it took me four know. times, but, you know. Okay. I think that was a squad? No. Different movie. No. Different movie. Oh, okay. You don't want to know. We don't need to talk about that. All right. No. Since this is a crossover episode and it's PG-13, we'll not talk about that one. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good idea. I think that Brie Larson and Sam L. Jackson have pretty good chemistry, too. Well, they did that. They did King Kong together, too, didn't they? They did, but I don't think they have very many scenes in that together. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's her, mostly her and the her and the monkey, I guess, huh? Well, and then who was the lead in that movie? Tom Hiddleston. So mostly two of them. Yeah. I totally forgot that he was in that movie and something. Yeah. Like Which, is Loki dead or not? <laughs> oh, right. You yeah. see? Yeah. I, I don't think so. Well, yeah, I don't think so either. They're we'll, going to be we'll giving, giving him a TV show, so I guess... And supposedly on the Disney streaming, whatever. He's supposed to get his own TV series with him oh, as Loki. Okay. So, hmm. Like, that thing's crazy. I guess it makes sense. He's pretty popular as a character. I like Loki, though. Yeah. I don't see why. Like, if he had a standalone, I'd go see it. Sure. I don't see why not. I think it'd be neat. So one of those trivia questions we did... The one about her call sign, which Rob has the same call sign, surprisingly, in the comic books, is Cheeseburger. I figured out why. Oh. So there's an issue of uh, Miss Marvel. It's issue 11 from 2007. She goes on a date in the issue, and she's talking to, enough to whoever she's on a date with, which I didn't figure that out. But And he asks her like what her call sign is, all kind of like sleazy guy style. And she's like, Cheeseburger. And he's like, oh, there must be a story to that. She's like, you probably don't want to hear it over dinner. So apparently the story leads on to explain that when you first, before you get to fly a jet, they put you through the G-force spinner, you know, the, the what do you call that, with the test that you do with the... Oh, like they do before they send people into outer space? Yes. Yeah. The G-force test. And apparently she decided to have cheeseburgers for lunch before she went through the test, and so then she apparently threw up everywhere. And uh, earned herself the name uh, Cheeseburger as, like, a uh, moniker. Well, have you seen those tests? Uh, other than in movies? I don't think I'd last, like, 60 seconds. No, that's understandable. I can go on a roller coaster all day long, but that's, like, times 50. Just, yeah. Not that's good. Pretty, that's pretty ridiculous. Did you guys see, not to get too off topic, but did you see First Man? I did, yeah. Where it shows them, like, going yeah. through that? I'm like, no way. And that was... In the 60s, I'm like, it's got to be even worse now. They probably make that test, like, way more hardcore every decade, you would think. Right. Well, as far as the thing, I mean, it's all about the G-forces. So, like, the namesake in the comic books, like, I couldn't find for the longest time, but apparently that's what it is. So it's more like a name that was given to her rather than a name she picked um, because she yacked Cheeseburger everywhere. So, yeah, it's a good name, Cheeseburger. Hilarious. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Of course, it'd be weird to have a 
what what would we call the cheeseburger initiative or the hand was it called the avengers initiative yeah so then it'd be the cheeseburger initiative i like that hilarious so rob what'd you like about the movie you know actually i i actually think they did a pretty good job of introducing her to the whole marvel universe I feel like they did a great job of showing the Kree off and doing some of the space stuff without it being too overt. They do capture the 90s. Um, and it was, it was kind of nice to see just how they were going to tell this Captain Marvel story. It's, it's odd that they tried so hard to be like, this is not going to be an origin story, when it definitely was. But, I don't know, you know, I just, it's a, I feel like it's a really good new addition to the Marvel Universe, and I, I really like that they snuck in a lot of little details for kind of the, the bigger comic fan or whatever, and like the call sign on Rambla's jet being Spectrum, or I'm sorry, being Photon. Photon, yeah. And uh, even just even her character with her daughter is really cool because it's a nice nod to the other Captain Marvel. Now, they may be planning something later for that, but I thought that was a, a great choice. Well, and something else that's cool that like was a connection kind of like that. So before Fury erases the uh, protector name from his uh, pamphlet or his uh, the affidavit he was writing at the end when he changed it to Avenger, Protector also leans back to another one of the Captain Marvels. So like in the hierarchy of Captain Marvels, there's been you know, a few of them, right? And like Protector, gosh, he was really originally Novar, so N O H dash V. A-R-R, and he at one point was Captain Marvel also, and then uh, eventually took the name Protector. So, like, it's another, like, comic book sort of, sort of a nod to the name change thing. So, yeah, both that and Photon are both pretty cool. Photon was Monica Rambla. She was Captain Marvel before Carol ever was. Oh, okay. So, yeah, in the comic book hierarchy of things, there's been three uh, girl Captain Marvels before. Carol's the third one, so which I mean technically can still happen because it was it's the daughter, right? So for the movie's sake, it is in the comic books there wasn't a daughter; it was just Monica. But yeah, I mean we can well, see yeah. her later and like the whole drop at the table when she's like, "Oh my, build a spaceship." That's another lean to the character from the comics. I also liked <clears throat> that Ben Mendelsohn's character is well; he's almost always a bad guy and at first it kind of seemed like he was going to be a bad guy and then he was a good guy i don't know where that stands in the whole story of the comics but i thought it was cool for him to actually be like the actor yeah just like a good normal guy for a change right instead of just always being typecast as the bad guy yeah he's he's bad guys in lots of things yeah like rogue one yeah there's a whole stand a lot like yeah. his last like five roles he's been bad guys so right. Yeah, I know him getting to play half, well, sort of bad, sort of good. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Dug it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too sure that he's still a good guy. Which I guess yeah. that's, that's the hallmark of a good film, is that there's still questions. But still, at the end of the day, it was like, in this story anyway, he was really just worried about protecting his family, you know? For this movie, yeah. That's true. That's true. So, you can be bad all you want. Right. Still care about your family. Heck yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, I guess. It, it's an interesting mix there, because the, in the comic books, it's a vice versa. Like, but yeah, the Krolls are always, like, yeah. bad... Skrulls, yeah, they're... Characters, right? Like, they're never... 
They're usually out for no good well, or domination, I guess. The Kree and the Skrull are both pretty much just bad. Yeah. And ultimately, yeah. they're, they're both bad guys. Oh, I did have a question, and I, I like might be a stupid question, and I think I no, know cool. the answer already, but Jaimon Hansu is the same person he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, he is. He's the same... Same mm-hmm. actor. Same, I mean, same actor, same but character. like he's the same character, yep. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one thing I was like, well, he he looks the same, and he's with the same group of people, but yeah, he's, I was just curious about that. Yeah, he's the same character. Him and uh, even the accusers, like Ronan, Lee Weeks plays the same character, and again, right. he looks a lot different in this movie. Well, you know, they probably tattoos since it's, it's 20... Oh, 20 years yeah, earlier or whatever, true. but... Yeah, well, and whenever we see him in Guardians, he's got the crazy, like, makeup, well, makeup, or I don't even know what you call that, like, the eyeliner going on. Yeah, the crazy, like, ash stuff on his yeah. face yeah. and stuff, yeah. Which, I mean, how that got there, who knows, right? So, yeah, I mean, there's a whole 20 years of space there for that to happen in right. this universe, so who knows? Yeah. Well, kind of in my own headcanon, like, it's because of Carol, like, because he sees that Carol is so powerful, he's like, I, I need to have that kind of power. And so, like, his quest to be what he saw in Carol is what leads him to become the man-man we see in, the, uh, in the, I'm sorry, Guardians, is is my thought. But, like, that's probably a story that's never going to be explained. Which is too bad, because I like Lee Pace a Man, lot. He's awesome. And I think they could do something with that character. Hmm. Well, like, Marvel's done good about this. But it's starting to make some mistakes in this regard, where it's it's been smart about not killing its villains at the end of the film, you know, because a lot of times these characters can grow and be, become something better. Mm-hmm. Like if Loki had been killed at the end of Avengers One, you really miss out on a lot of intrigue and a lot right. of building and a lot of story. But you know, they they're kind of they're falling into that pit, you know. And Ronan was one of those characters I think they could have done more with. Yeah, absolutely. But. They decided to get rid of him. You know, the same thing is true for uh, Crossbones, who they blew up at the beginning of... Um... I read several rumors that he somehow was coming back. Oh, interesting. I don't know how that's possible. Like he the explosion? Yeah, like, I don't know how... I have a feeling that whatever happens in the next film may bleed over to a lot of deaths. But we'll see. I don't know. Well, if it's, if it's all time travel stuff, we might see him because of that. Well, Endgame comes out on my birthday, so we should all go yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. be fun, yeah. But we'll be there for the first day. <clears throat> yeah? Yeah. Okay. No opening movie trivia, hopefully? Yeah. We'll see. Plan to, at least. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. It's going to be good times. Well, as far as, like, stuff movie-wise, like, I dug it just fine. I mean, I don't know. If, I wouldn't say it's the best movie by any means, but... I thought it was fun. I thought it was good. I liked it. What did you like about it? You know, there's a lot of weird, like, situational type things that are reminiscent of other movies. So, like, we have whenever she's building her communicator thing using the Game Boy, it's a lot like E.T. whenever he used the speaking spell to phone home. And it's, like, kind of doing the same thing. So that's a kind of cool sci-fi nod. Whether it was intentional or not, I don't know. But it definitely seems that way. So I thought that was cool. And then, uh... Like whenever, uh, what's Lee, no, not Lee Pace, the scroll, what was, 
Ben, ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn. So whenever he comes into Carol's house, or not Carol's house, Monica's mom's house, whose name I don't remember now, the pilot friend. Anyway, when he shows up in her house, he's drinking, and he's got a shake, and the way he behaves with the shake is very, very like Pulp Fiction with uh, Jules. So Sam Jackson's character, whenever they show up to interrogate the guys at that house before everybody gets shot, <laughs> it's very like that. I think they, I think everybody does that with Sam L. Jackson because he's in so many movies. Right. Because even in Kong Skull Island, there's a part where he's like, hold on to your butts. It's like obviously a Jurassic Park <laughs> reference, but right. I think that just happens with him more than anybody else. It could. I can see but that. But he has so many good one-liners of movies and appearances that it's hard not to want to do that, I think, right. for a lot of people. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Whether intentional or not, couldn't tell you, but I mean, it, in my head, I think it is. I think it probably is. I also liked, I'm really hit or miss on Jude Law, and I kind of thought he did a good job. Yeah. Because I mean, he's always really good at like being a bad guy, but also kind of being a pussy. <laughs> yeah, well, he does play him. He's not, even when he's a bad guy, though, he's not. I don't know. As a bad guy, this was one of the more forceful roles for him because, like, he's he's definitely more brutal. Yeah. So, I can see that. He's that guy. Like he he does really good at being that guy you love to hate. I sure. Think. Yeah, I can see that. I don't think he, I think he does a good job. I don't know. Gila's fine. Like whatever. I liked him. I just wish they would have defined what his abilities were more. But I mean, it's not his movie, so whatever. Right. But yeah, there's there's a whole handful of the Kree that it would have been nice if they defined what their abilities were a little bit more. But yeah, once again, it's it's not their film, so it's not really that important. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter so I, much. I do wish that we would have found out how the gear gets stuck in uh, the. I don't remember what his character the pursuer, name is. Yeah, the, that was in Guardians, like his head. Because I mean, that was like as soon as I saw him in there, I'm like, oh man, we're gonna find out why. This is gonna be awesome. And he was still cool in the movie. I really like his scene in the the hangar. Right. It's like I laugh sometimes on the inside. It's <laughs> pretty funny. Not right now. Yeah, it's pretty good. I thought that was great. It was a great character build. Sold a lot, a lot on him. So. So I guess now, what did what did we not like about Captain Marvel? Because we got the music, we got the era. We got the character building. We got um, the connection to a bunch of different comics. We got the cat, the flurkin. Silly. Um, I think to an extent, I thought it would be a little more dramatic than it was. Okay. That I think that was the main thing for me. Like, maybe it just wasn't supposed to be that kind of a story or movie, but it was very. It didn't seem like it was that difficult for any kind of victory, for, for the for, most part. For to achieve? Yeah, you know, like, it was like, it wasn't like a lot of really difficult things got thrown her way. Okay. Yeah, they definitely make her very powerful. Yeah, so it's kind of like, well, she's just going to win. Mm-hmm. Which is the goal, I guess, but it, it just seemed easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I see what you're saying. I, I think they did a lot of sneaky things with it. I think they just, they kind of neglect to 
tell you, and they're hoping that you'll pick up on some of the visual cues. And that's like something me, like as a just a fan of the movies mostly, that I wouldn't know. You know it, what I mean? Like, it, and hopefully they do something with that in the next film, like explain a little bit, because like I think her power level is kind of on a sliding scale, and she she actually can absorb energy from other things, and they they mention it as a one line thing after she shoots the engine, right? That's all oh, she's absorbing the power, and that made her like get the Korean DNA and everything. Or like blink and you miss it, kind of thing. Yeah, because uh, I really think seeing it twice that she's drawing energy from the Tesseract, and she's drawing energy from the ship whenever she's breaking free from the world mind. And I really think that she kind of pulls that power and doesn't always have it. Which you know, because one of the things people talked to me about was like, well, it seems weird that she couldn't fight the Kree guys, but then she smashes a spaceship just a minute later. And, like, in my mind, she absorbed the energy from the explosion. She absorbed the energy from the power line. So she was at a high level. Yes, yeah, I didn't even, ship. I don't even think I picked up on that, really. Yeah. But and, and it's a one-line thing. So yeah. it would it could have helped to have a little bit more explanation for why she's that way. And, and maybe that's some of the, the backlash that's coming out to it, is that it's, it seems too easy without really knowing... Some more of that, and that's just you know it's it's from the film. You know, for for me, the other thing was that this is a husband and wife combo that was directing, and mm-hmm. I think that they really were like, oh, we want to hit the notes of Guardians, and so we want music to have this big part in the in the film. And there was a lot of times where it felt like she's on the bike, so this song could be playing on the radio. Oh, they're in the the bar, so this song could be on that jukebox. Oh, they're in space, and no doubt comes on, and there's a jukebox right there. It seemed like there should have been musical cues that actually fit in the film to make that song play, but they just missed it. The stuff was there, but... I can see that. You know, and it's not really like a big detraction from the film. It's just it's just there, and it's, it's kind of odd. It's like they wanted to be James Gunn, but they couldn't quite, or they didn't know exactly why James Gunn's thing worked. Well, I think, too, it's like kind of new ground for them. You know, I don't know how many films they've done. I think they've done like four. Really, the only one I remember is the Half Nelson one with Ryan Gosling, which was great. But it's like this is such a <laughs> it's it's Radio Man. We can't see your thumbs. Christmas Village hates it. So even you know. even the one that you got in your in your pants. Right <laughs> no, okay. Anyways, I'm let's continue. Um. Was that about it? Yeah, I mean that's that's it really. Yeah. So, so was there some stuff that you didn't like, Josh? No, I thought the movie was great all around. I didn't. I thought they just did a good job. I thought it was solid. I think that the writing was solid. I think that the fact that they o- didn't overdo the soundtrack that they very well could have done and like been like, oh, Guardians and this and that. Like we can definitely make a big deal about the soundtrack. They didn't overdo it. Like they didn't overuse it. Um, they did. They put it in just the right places. Um, I think all the characters are fantastic. I think Agent Coulson um, showing just a little bit of him as a rookie was awesome, and showing like that that the guy genuinely just has a heart and a feel for situations, and going on to what Agents of Shield was and what he was, um, and all the in the in the Marvel movies when he was in them, like what he becomes in Sam Jackson slash. Um, Nick Fury just being like, oh, he's, you know, he's new, but like, he just felt the situation. He just got it. Like, he just knew. 
Like that shows like I mean that that the guy that plays him, what's his name, Tyler? The actor. Who plays who? Agent uh, Colson. Colson. Oh sh Nikes, what is his name? Um Terry something. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, but he just I mean I I watched I mean I'm like three I uh, Two seasons behind. It's behind. not. It's not Terry Crews. No, it's not Terry <laughs> Crews. <laughs> it's a totally different guy. Well, they are very similar <laughs> builds. <laughs> no, they're not. What? Oh, it's not Terry. Clark Gregg. There you go. I thought it was Terry. I don't know why. He does kind of look like a Terry, I guess. No, yeah. He, I mean, he's great, and like that show is great. Um, I think it's since ended. I. I Agents think, of Shield. Yeah, I don't know if it is See, or not. It finally ended. Like, I'm pretty far behind on it. Like they got into a little bit of the uh, LMD series. How many seasons are there now? Like eight. Oh, they yeah. brought it. They brought in. A, Holy! They brought shnikes. in. A, what's the Ghost Rider that drives the car? Uh, Robbie Reyes. Yeah. They brought him in, which was cool. They he brought him in in a really yeah. cool way. The best film version of a Ghost Rider. Up to this point, effect-wise, it looked awesome. Yeah, I'm calling out Nick Cage. Blasphemy. No, I look. Uh, um, yeah, I'm kidding. And there was two of those <laughs> movies, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Now, if they could make a Raising Arizona slash Ghost Rider, that could be cool. <laughs> you're you're forgiven for this, but I think there's three Ghost Rider movies. No, isn't there? With Nick Cage, there's only two. No, there's two. 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 Oh, gosh, I, I could have sworn that there was because the one. second one feels like two. Two. Oh, I guess. Okay. The first one feels like three. So that's true. Well, there you go. Five movies already for, <laughs> for Mr. Cage. Man, just like the third one was called Knowing, and that was a Ghost Rider film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost Rider became like an alien, or no, became a dad, and then the aliens. I don't know. Something. Something weird happened. Off. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of funny. There's there's actually a lot of what what you said that you really liked that I that I didn't like for. Um, I also liked the, the cat scratch on Fury's face ended up making him lose his eye. For real? And I don't really care what anybody thinks, but like, if anybody knows how disgusting cat's claws are, and like my ability to cat whisper and clip every cat that I know is nails, I'm just like, eh, maybe they should have clipped his nails. I can attest to that. That's I'm. That's Josh all I gotta... clips my cat's nails, so. And if you guys at a point. Have you guys ever seen the YouTube video of, like, the robot um, cat from Japan that comes out and pulls the coin into the hole? <laughs> yes. And then the, the real cat's eyes are just like, what yeah. the, what the, dude, just happened? And, like, just, like, every cat that I clipped their nails, that's the look they give me. They're like, <laughs> what are you, like, they don't find me. They're just like, what are you doing to me right now? And it just makes me laugh every time. That's and that's what Nick, that's what uh, Nick Fury gets. For getting in that cat's face. Like, don't get in the cat's face. Are you stupid? <laughs> it's like, when I was a little kid, and I was, like, rubbing my face in, like, an animal's face, my dad's like, don't put your face in an animal's face. They're going to bite you in the face. They took my face off. <laughs> Man. Face off, too, coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. Because both John Travolta and Nick Cage's careers need to be revived. That's the only way to do it. I don't know if that would fix it or not. Didn't one of them die at the end of that movie? No. No? Did they? I thought one of them did. Probably not. I thought they killed whichever I one was I think bad. that you could just make it happen and no one would ever notice. Probably so, not. I, do, I do think Travolta died because Nick gets to keep his kid. 
Ah, that's right. No, wait. The other way around. Yeah, the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But he does get to keep the kid because there's like this weird Hollywood like trading kids thing. See, it's okay because we got a kid out of the deal. It's very strange. <laughs> well, Nick Cage's half-retarded movies. brother could put Nick Cage's face on his and then go get the kid back. The little brother died too because remember, like he ties his shoes after he dies. Right. So no, 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 no. Like you know how. Okay, this is going to be too ridiculous. I'll tell you later. Man. But my theory is right. It's totally possible. Oh, my God. Yeah, for, for, the, for the record, though, I'm not down when Nick Fury losing his eye to the Slurkin. No? No. It is kind of funny when They he called talks. him like a high-level th- high threat, though. Like, yes. those things yeah. are, like, incredibly dangerous. It is funny, but it causes a lot of, like... There's actually a lot of plot hole issues that this film makes for the ultimate continuity of the films. Yeah, they do. So whenever Nick's talking about his eye, he says, I lost my eye the last time I trusted somebody. Yep. So that means that when he talks to the cat, he's like, I'm going to trust you not to eat me. That's the trust thing. And that's the trust thing. That's awesome. hilarious. And, and it, definitely, funny. it definitely changes when you're a soldier when he's like, you got to keep both eyes open. And you're like, ooh, man. And you see his fucked up eye. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and you see his... Uh, no, here's the thing. PG-13, you're allowed to say it once. You're allowed to say it once. I think it's twice. Well, I'll, I'll give it to him either way. And then I think it's twice. No, that's fine. You're good. But I think I said it once, too, so that's the other time. So. I, mean, no, I don't think he did. Out. He did. There were plenty of... SHI. Well, but yeah, that's it. I, I think we get duck quacked usually. This is only making it worse. It's <laughs> only making it worse. But either way, like. Well, here's the thing. If at this point, most of the time, in this point of the Never Been Done podcast, if you're a parent and you're still letting your kids listen, you're a bad parent. But if you're listening to the Top 5 Comics podcast, then you're like, oh, I just want my kids to be involved in comic books, which is a great thing. So you're a great parent. But at this point in this podcast, it's just like, oh, I just got to kind of make sure I turn the radio down every once in a while and I tell think, them. I think we've done all right. We've done pretty well. <laughs> I also didn't talk for like 30 minutes, so. I only let one slide, so. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah I've been worse than those two. Mm. Ridiculous. It's probably the tequila. Yeah, there, there you go. That's what it has <laughs> to be. Sure. But anyways, but it, 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 there is there is continuity issues. Like for for his eye, no, because Con- we never knew continuity for the movies or the comic books. Continuity for the movies. Uh, the biggest continuity issue is Sam makes it very clear that when Thor showed up, that this was the first time that we'd met extraterrestrial lives, and we were woefully unprepared. If he had met Captain Marvel before, he would know better. He might have been extra, holding that extra secret, though, because he didn't want to make the Tesseract such a big deal because he knew how important it was. It's possible, but he's lying to every other agent around him, which seems a little odd. Which is what he does the whole time. Mm, he does it a lot. but he Especially when he time. puts that eye patch on. I mean, he's like a pirate at that point, right? So A nice pirate? <laughs> All things are out the window. <laughs> you put the eye patch on. You're a on. pirate. You can say whatever you okay, want. Here's okay, the, so. here's the question. Are you ready? I thought that you had the questions. If you have a, if you lose your eye, okay. Well, there's two questions. Okay. One, if you lose your eye, do you just have a boring black eye patch, or do you like put a sweet skull and crossbones with like ruby <laughs> eyes on it? Okay. Like, why won't you just go all out, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I like standard black, but I don't know. 
I probably wear just, glasses. You glasses to hide it. To hide it, yeah. Because yeah. that's that's weird. I don't want you just to wear like. Okay, it, okay. So I have to, I have two options personally. One, if I'm gonna wear an eye, I would I would go eye patch, and the eye patch would have like the the old school like pirate skull and crossbones, and the skull would have rubies for its eyes, and it would be like over the top, be like, oh, that's the dread pirate Roberts. That's amazing. Like. You're stupid, but you also don't have an eye, so we're not going to make fun of you because you have a really cool eye patch. Or, do you guys remember those um, novelty glasses where the eyes had like slinkies on them? <laughs> yes. But I would have a pair of those glasses, but just the one eye that I was missing had the slinky <laughs> eye. And so they're like, when it fell down, people were like, oh, is he losing his eye again? <laughs> yeah, 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 he is. <laughs> but it also had like a... What, could, it, could it be a monocle? I don't to make monocles but, do that. Could it be a monocle with a slinky eye? That wouldn't make that wouldn't make any sense. Why wouldn't it make sense? I, I guess know. it would make sense, but how would you? You hold could it? be like the Monopoly guy. So when it's in, it was a monocle, but when it's down, it was a. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. But here's what I would do: I would turn the monocle around so it would amplify the hole in your face, so that like it would be <laughs> extra gross. That <laughs> makes it look worse. Uh huh. I, I just assumed you only had one slinky eye. Initially, he did. Yeah. So that's what I thought he was getting at with the monocle, is that you only had the one eye anyways. Well, so so like, you going double So my eye? good eye has the monocle? Like, what's... Well, no. No, no, no. Your bad eye. slinky eye is a monocle. Yeah. The slinky eye is the monocle, but on the end of it. But when it's a slinky and it falls down, then it has. The... it's just the slinky. But when it comes back up, you can see, like, amp... when I would turn this, I would turn the monocle around so that like, it would amplify the... Di- Gigantic, hole. disgusting hole in my face. Okay. Like magnifying glass style? Uh huh. That's a strange choice, but okay. Gross. This thing is pretty cool. I'd like to see it. Either in way. Life. Crazy. Idea. Those are my two options. So if you had to lose your eye, what would be your option? Those are my two. Well, I'd go with the latter, the, the, the good one. You, you can know. pick whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Well, yeah. I mean, I want the slinky eye. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to, you could get like a fake eye, a glass eye and put it in there if you wanted. Do you think there's a possibility that Nick Fury will steal Thor's fake eye that Rocket Raccoon gave him? That'd be sweet. <laughs> or do you think Rocket Raccoon will get a second eye and be like, I've got one for you? Or do you Bowser, think that you like, Thor will just be like, you look like you might need this eye, and I've been surfing all day, and CBS <laughs> hates me during this part of the movie, so do. would you like my eye? I hate it so much when he's a surfer. So much. Or or he's just like, I have an extra eye, would you like one? And he, and he pulls just, it out of his he pulls uh, a, he butt pull, crack? He pulls it out of his ham wallet and just like, open, he's like, here you go. Ham wallet, Pri- pri- prison go. wallet, prison wallet. I see. Prison wallet. Yeah. Yeah, I thought ham wallet for, was for ladies. <laughs> Whoa. I Kind of like a purse. That's a ham and cheese it's hot like, pocket. It's like you're a natural fit for the Never Been Done podcast. Oh, there you go. Saying horrible, sexist things. There you saying. go. It's always one in every group. Well, there's, <laughs> always one. there's four of them right now. Yeah. Um, but then I saw a meme today, so that brings up the second question. It's like, you have $10 million. Your mom's going to lose her eye. It's going to cost $9 million for her to keep her eye. What do you do? Ugh. And I said... I'm going to keep all $10 million and buy my mom the sweetest eye patch of all time with like rubies and a skull and crossbow on it. And those rubies will be real rubies on it. Because my mom's like, I think she'd look cool with an eye patch. I know Tyler's mom would look cool with an eye patch. She wears one sometimes. (laughs) 
See, I was just thinking, you know, you keep the whole ten million, and then just give two to your mom. Why? That's pretty good. Give her to him for what? It's <laughs> a good deal. You, you don't want to look like you're a selfish person. But well, she doesn't you know. Eight, that... You keep eight for yourself and give her two. Oh, she doesn't know. Well, she doesn't know. I mean, it's just like it's it's like the box. Well, then you give her five hundred dollars. Two dollars. But what were we talking about the box earlier? The like, if somebody was going to die and you get a million dollars and you push the button. Right. So what? We, no what idea. The movie, the movie, the box. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, but so who's in it? James Marsden, Cameron Diaz, Frank Langella. Mm -hmm. It's another movie that was was based on a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, so because we were talking about us, like the guy that made Donnie Darko made it. Oh, okay. And Frank Langella's face is messed up. And a million dollars is there, and it's just like, and there's a box, and it's like, you push the button, you get the million dollars, but when you push the button, somebody dies somewhere in the world. You don't know who, when, why, or what. Like, just... Right, random. And I'd, he'd have been like, if you push the button, and I would just be like, pushed. Sure. And he's like, I was going to say that your grandma would explode, and I'd be like, I didn't, not taking that back. Oh my god! Well, that's, that's good because it's it's done. Right. I know at that point button. it's done. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. change it. It's, it's, silly. A, it's a good thing you can live with that. Well, you hit it twice, which is really weird. <laughs> you explode it twice. I'm glad yeah. I put the second explosive in now. I have a massive affinity for um, Agent Coulson, so that's why I like Captain Marvel so much. And I think that he he wasn't overused. He wasn't underused. He's perfectly used. I think the cat character was perfectly used. I think that regardless of what the comic books are, because this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, sure. that the scrolls were perfectly used. I think that the Kree being the jerks, which they've been shown to be jerks previously, were perfectly used. Um, I don't like Brie Larson as an actress, but she was perfectly used. Um, the, the woman who plays Marvel, I thought she, I thought that was a great choice. I love her. Kate um, is that who that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's good. I thought that the soundtrack, like I said, wasn't overdone. Overall, I thought it was a, a really really good movie. Um, on we've we've kind of talked about tiers of the Marvel universe and blah blah blah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I put it in the top tier. Like there's there's a few there's there's quite a few above it, but like there's a bunch below it, and that's why I like it so much. Like I think I had I had a lot of heart. I think that I liked it more, maybe than. I don't. I, I mean, the only two, the only two people who I talked to who were just like meh about it were you and you, Rob, really? Rob and CBS. Hmm. That's like, weird. Like Craig, of of all, like I'm friends with a robot, and he thought it was <laughs> he thought it was really really good, and Craig doesn't like anything. They're except except Coca Cola Classic and Burger King on Thursdays. So <laughs> that was Burger King every day. I think it's mostly Thursdays. Especially, I thought he liked yeah. Dr Pepper. No, Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Yeah, he's oh, a cola okay. guy. He's straight up. So, so in the like, can. For for me, if I was to say the same way that you just did, I think Colson was completely underused. He shouldn't even have been in the movie the way they used him. Oh man, what? Yeah. He, he was completely forgettable. Like, 
I, I don't think that they did a very good job with uh, with old Nick. The music, I didn't have a problem with the choices, but I can't say I thought it was great. <laughs> I would have been much happier had we had seen um, Jude Law as a scroll at the end of it, so that we would have had both the Kree and the scroll being villainous, and it was just different people, and that Ben Mendelsohn was the exception just like there's exceptions in the Kree society, I'm sure, that are heroes. I do think the lady they had to play Marvel was fantastic, and she was done very well. Marvel. Uh, Brie, I think she does a really good job. I think she's getting a lot of hate, but I think some of the stiffness that people are complaining about her having, I think is both because she's acting less emotional because of the Kree training and stuff, and she's also kind of acting like what a fighter pilot would act like. Like from the hot or from the uh, the right stuff, um, but like I, I can't say that it's you know it's it's just in the middle for me. It's a great film, but it's not the best for me. So I'm surprised that we're the only ones who didn't love it. Well, oh well. Yeah. I it's it's almost like complete opposite, which is crazy. <laughs> so here's like. Here's what I compare it to. You ready for this? Sure. Okay. If you're listening with kids, chill out for a second. I'm not going to get too <laughs> crazy, but I am going to talk about something a little bit pushing the envelope of PG-13. So I was listening to Joey Diaz on Joe, on Joe Rogan the other day. Okay. And he was talking about the kid, like all the kids, like the teen, the 13 and 14 year old boys who have affairs with their their high school te- their their teachers. They're female okay. teachers, and they're like, they're like, oh, it's so terrible, it's so terrible, and like, oh, like if some, like if an older man takes advantage of a young woman, like it's a big deal, but like if a young man is taken advantage of by an older woman, like everybody applauds him, blah blah blah, and he and Joey Diaz, as this comedian, he's like, here's the problem with this whole situation: this 14 year old boy is going to get a, is getting going to get fellatio. So I'm trying to be like more, more professional because we're in, sure. he's going to get fellatio from an older 20 plus woman and he's 14 years old. So it's going to be the greatest fellatio he's ever had, but possibly the, the first fellatio he's ever had. So every time after that, it's going to be subpar because he's like, this is not as amazing as it was when that 26 year old, amazingly hot, sexy teacher who is Susan Sarandon's daughter in what was that movie called? Daddy's Boy. Like, you guys ever see Daddy's Boy? Adam Sandler. Anyway, good movie. So, it's just like after that, you're like, man, that's they just. It, so, when you see Iron Man one, and then when you watch Captain Marvel, if you take all that away, Cap, you're like, wow, as a comic book movie, Captain Marvel's really, really good. But if you put it in line with the other 30 bazillion Marvel movies that have been made besides Black Panther. It was like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to be the most amazing movie of all time because it's like, wow, fellatio is amazing. Every time someone's willing to do it to you. But like when you're 14 and it's your super hot, sexy teacher, you're like, this is just incredible. Who's had plenty of practice. This is incredible, but when you become the hot, sexy teacher, 
and a fortune. <laughs> I, think, I, think maybe. I couldn't even go that far. Anyway. This is where it falls apart. But when you're 26 and you get, and it's another 26 year old, you're like, oh, that's just, it's just what it is. That's the point, you know. Does that make sense? Like, I get where you're coming from. It's being ridiculous is that that what, what analogy you're... is, but like, like it, it really is like a good analogy because like we've seen so many good films, like. Robert Downey Jr., if it wouldn't have been him that was Iron Man, this whole thing might have never been a thing. That's true. Yeah. He was the flame. That's 100%. He true. was the flame, the spark that, that like ignited the whole like thing. And it's like, it could have been terrible. It could have been like the early 90s Captain America movie. There's two of them. They're both bad. You know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. It could have been that bad. That's true. It's just, it depends how you feel about Captain Marvel, I think. I think it depends on how you feel about women superheroes. I think it depends on how you feel about the 90s. I think it depends on how you feel about, I might just be sensory overload on superhero movies in general, which we've got a million of them lately. That's true. So where are you at on that? You know what I mean? Like... Is the movie getting a bad rap because it's like everybody's just kind of over it? See, that's for for me, all right. And I'm sorry that we're like hogging this, but no, go for it. When you start going, oh, this extra stuff needs to be played in. Oh, she's a, she's a woman, so this film has to be better because she's a woman. That stuff is ridiculous. I get what your your reference was. Mm-hmm. I totally do. For me, analogy, just yeah. Just as a as a film, period. Not combined with anything else, because in theory, this is before everything. You can't continue to pile on. It's just good. It just is. It's not great, in my opinion. And it has nothing to do with Brie Larson. It has nothing to do with it being a female superhero. Because honestly, Captain Marvel's always been a controversial hero, uh, who's always been a big symbol of uh, female empowerment in the comics. So it makes sense that she would be in the movies, but the movie just isn't great. You can't just say it's a woman, so it's great. It's the same thing with Black Panther, if you're using that, which I actually really like Black Panther. But you can't just go, oh, well, you just don't like it because it's this. No, I just don't like it because it wasn't that good. It was just okay. <laughs> you're right. It was just okay. Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine. So like to to tell you the truth, that's the whole thing that makes it good, because everyone can see the film and have a different opinion. Admittedly, well, you did see it twice. I have. And so did I. Yeah. How and many I, times have you guys seen it? I've only seen it once. Why? Right. Which one? By uh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, once, twice. Yeah, I've seen Black Panther a few times. You've been mm-hmm. twice, Josh. Mm-hmm. Twice, one after the other. Back to back. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's weird. It's cool. hardcore. So I got a piece of trivia you're gonna like, Josh. Sweet. Since Seven. you uh, think Brie Larson is a uh, what do you call a re- her? Retarded cat. Yeah. Okay. Retarded flirkin. <laughs> she is actually Cross-eyed. allergic to cats, so her scenes involving goose were filmed with a puppet or computer-generated visual effects. Huh. What an idiot. Take some Benadryl and just fuck. Just do it. <laughs> Whew, I almost said that. 
I guess that makes sense for why Fury was so gaga over the cat because they can they can never have her be connected to the real cat. Maybe. So so they had to really play it up that like, oh no, we don't dislike cats. I thought it was nuts that Fury was so crazy over the Florican. It could have been because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. Or the fact that it's like Marvel had a pet Florican. Like, how cool is that, though? No, I mean it's cool. Yeah, it, it just I think they did that to disguise like her attachment to the cat, which is cool. I mean, it's fine. I think that Josh, you should never own a Florican. Why? That's, that's true. They're dangerous. You just shouldn't. I would never have to take my trash out. That'd be amazing. <laughs> think about the way you mess with Leroy. Like, if you mess with the flirk in that way. No, I punch mm. Leroy. Yeah, I do punch Leroy in the face. Well. <laughs> That's why she's a flat face. So I don't remember this, and I might have to see it again to realize it, but the cardboard cutout Carol shoots in Blockbuster was supposed to be Jim Carrey in the mask with Carol mistaking the green face for a scroll, but the filmmakers couldn't secure the rights. So I'm like... Yeah, I read something about that. That could have been cool, but... Yeah, it winds up actually being true lies. Yeah. It would have been awesome if that was the case. Yeah, it would have been cool. But um, there was one other thing I found that was pretty awesome. Uh, just as a side note, like, hopefully with uh, her her uh, addition into in-game, we'll get to understand a little bit more about the conflict with the Kree and the scroll. Because uh, right now it just sounds like the scroll didn't bend and so they just decide to eradicate them. But it they seem like there's a lot of like prejudice to the scroll and the Kree homeworld. Like I wonder how they spun that. Cause you would really think like the Kree's mindset really is subjugation. Why would they have to make up a story about them being terrorists? So I I just kinda wonder if there's gonna be more to that. Well, if they get a sequel for them, maybe. <clears throat> So it? the other thing, yeah, and it's something I talked about earlier, not being able to pronounce the composer's name, right? which is Pinar Toprak, huh. which right. is why I said it sounded like maybe Indian descent or something, but it's the first woman to score a Marvel movie. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Crazy. I didn't even realize that Like when I downloaded the album, I'm like, Huh. I don't know who that is, right? Yeah, it's a female, so that's pretty rad. Well, I, and I mean, honestly, I think that's, I think that's what it should be. Yeah, you know? I, I think that's what we really are striving for, anyhow. But did you know there was five writers on the film? No, I was super scared. Five writers, holy cow, that thing could have been a hot mess. But four <laughs> of those writers were were ladies. One was a guy. You know, but actually, like for that many writers, it's amazing the film came out. As coherent as it did. It's right. actually really, yeah. really well done for, for having that many people, you know, with their fingers in the pie. Yeah. Getting pretty close to Star Wars scripts there. <laughs> yeah, but they like to uh, have the people on and then fire them and then take somebody else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost a different thing. Are you, are you about halfway done with that film? You're fine. Bring <laughs> <laughs> in somebody else. That's pretty good. <laughs> Does happen. All right. So overall, Cat Marvel, good. Go see it. That's the idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's actually really, it's a really well done film. I I feel like it's it's a good one to have. I I think honestly, you do need to see it going into Endgame. I think you're going to be lost without it. But that's just me. Yeah. 
Okay. I, d- I don't totally agree with that, but I mean, there is cool parts in it and I do like it, so. I don't think it's a stepping stone that you have to have, but. I think you're just mad that they don't make that hat that's in the movie. That does piss me off to no end, actually. I think like, if, you, really if they would have been like, hey, four months before the movie came out, we're offering this gray version of the gray shield hat that Brie Larson wears in the movie, you'd have been like, man, the movie's a really Freaking good, man. That's possible. <laughs> it, it pisses me off. Like, I tried to find them, the, like, the last month, and only things they make aren't the fastback. They're all the flex fit or the, not flex fit, they're all this, the Velcro or the snapback. Because I found both Velcro and snapback. Like, why would you do both of what, those? You want the fitted? I want the flat, yeah. Yeah. I want the flex fit, the, the fastback, which is what she wears in the movies. Like, how the heck are you going to make it not make the movie version? Like, what are you doing? Super aggravating. Really does, really does make me mad. So here's, mad. Here's the deal with hats and women. Um, I get up every morning, take a shower, and comb my hair. Like when women don't like wear hats, like five days out of the week, and they're like, "Oh, you just don't understand. I have so much hair." No, <laughs> comb your hair. It's not that big of a deal. Oh my like, gosh, you're just lazy. That's all it is, and I sound like. It doesn't make you less pretty. I'm not being sexist. It just makes you a hipster. It makes you lazy. Here's the deal. I could put a beanie on every day like Tyler does, but I'm not lazy. <laughs> Tyler doesn't even actually wear a beanie. It's ridiculous. He slouches <laughs> it. You know what, man? He slouches it like I don't a hardly anymore. I, I really know. don't. I know. I went with you to the barber shop, and you, uh, you're looking very handsome these days. So That's crazy that you go to the barber shop, though. Barbers, barbers are like vinyl, Rob. They're they, coming back. The massive resurgence. Yeah, they're okay. coming back. It's it's not even a joke. It's big coming deal. back like a knee breaker, <laughs> right to your dome, mm. <laughs> all your knees. So so we've gotten we've gotten the the rest of us here. What do you think? Do do you need to see this film? Like, did you feel like you'd be missing something if you didn't pick this one up? I think. Well, I guess I can't say. Sure you can. It's your okay, opinion. Okay, I think for me, as someone that doesn't know a lot about the comic books, mm-hmm. it helped me a little bit, and I think it might help even more when Endgame actually comes out. But if you really know a lot of the history, maybe not. But then then again, maybe since you know it's its own movie and probably goes by its own rules, maybe... I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, until we actually get to the movie, it's hard to say if any of these pieces are going to matter. I all. didn't. I didn't feel personally like I needed to see it before Endgame. I just felt like I should see it because I don't know anything about her, and she's obviously going to be in Endgame. I feel like it was sandwiched in between two better things. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> well, I don't know, but I, I think that. As far as Marvel movies go and wanting to connect Ad- Avengers Infinity War to Endgame, if you want to really understand some things like who was the pager at the end of the movie and who was, why is she so overpowered and where has she been all, during all this time during Ultron, during the invasion of New York and all this stuff, if you don't watch that movie, you're going to be like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. This is stupid. They're throwing this o- this overly powerful character all of a sudden. But if you watch the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, she's been gone out in space, which space is like zillions and bazillions of light years in every direction. Like, that'll make 
all that make more sense? I think, too, as someone that really has only seen the movies, it's cool to see where the Tesseract came from. Right? Like, it's like, did it just appear at Kmart? It it didn't actually come from that. In the cinematic universe? Yeah. She she just, it's actually like Iron Man's dad who finds it. Yep. He did some research and stuff, and then it wound up going into the Indiana Jones vault until... Marvel showed up, and it wound up being recruited for a piece for Pegasus. Yep. Because this is only 1995, where Captain America was, like, 64. I don't mean, like, where it came from, but, like, it, at least in the... Yeah, how it got to From the shield. movies, like, it yeah. was cool to, like, see... Well, like, how it got from one to the other one? Yeah. Because, yeah, like, they... No, in, I get what you're saying. In, uh, is, it, is it Thor? It's Thor. I think it's... I want to say it's the Thor movie where they say that... Tony Stark's dad dug it out of the fished it out of the water while he's looking for Captain America. Right, and yeah. so like, oh, right, right. That's where the two things connect. So Howard dug it out of the water when he was searching for Cap. I guess studied it for a little while and then eventually turned it over to Shield. So like, as a thing, that's how they had it in the first place, and why Nick wouldn't have known about it because it was something that was dumped in a vault somewhere till Marvel dug it out and started doing science with it, which her whole reason for being there is because I guess she must have... She was attracted somehow. She probably has some sort of sensor that could... That right, that's what I'm thinking. ...trace the, the amount of power and energy that yeah. it has. Like, that, that may have been what actually led her to work with Pegasus to begin with. Probably. Like, I don't feel like they say that in the movie, but it no. would be silly if, it, if that wasn't the case. Because the two things connecting... I mean, that's the whole reason that no one did anything else with, with it before is they didn't know what it was. And, like... When you lose things to time like that in like a, a government vault, yeah, nobody that was around back in the day wouldn't is around now to say anything about it except for I guess maybe some of the Hydra agents. And even those ones they never explain. So, but yeah, as far as like a path between A, B, and C, it goes from Cap and the Nazis having it to Howard finding it to Howard turning it over to Shield or Pegasus. It's a cool hierarchy. I mean, whatever. There's a lot of like little things that I wish they would have explained, but like ultimately. But again, if you go back and watch every movie they've done in order, like that they're supposed to go in. Yeah, viewing w- order w- with all like the after scene credits, after credit scenes, and all that stuff. Like you're like, oh, and I think I think that they kind of have that dialed in. Like I really do. Like There's I think they really have it yeah. dialed in, and it's at this point I think that everybody's like, eh. and. The, at the comic book store the other day, we were talking about that, and it's just like, you guys probably get it more than anybody, um, CBS and Rob, that like people are like, well, in the comic books, blah, blah. Okay, understandably, people who have been reading comic, before, comic books for 40 years, and they're like, they're going to be like, that doesn't happen, that's stupid. Sure. Um, but because there's 25 Marvel movies that have been made, at this point, they're their own universe their own continuity their own timeline and they've taken a little bit from every situation that like they've they've gotten so far into it by now that you can't go off of 70 years of comic book continuity anymore it just there's just no point yeah, the two things it, don't, it would be don't too match. difficult it would be too difficult now yeah. it, it was difficult to begin with now it's even more difficult so like the fact though that you, Rob, were just, were just like, well, actually, Howard Stark found it, and like you remember that as like, mm-hmm. that's what comic book 
fans do at the movies. Like, well, you know, in the comic books, but that's but the thing is, is like I think in the movies, those guys like they're so they're so true and they they love the characters so much that they're like, let's stay true to this. Let's try and make all this stuff flow together, and that's awesome. That like you remembered that, and that we discussed this just now, and that the Tesseract was kind of like the very first cosmic cube slash infinity stone that showed up right mm-hmm. was yeah. it not no it is yeah so like which is awesome and so it's just like and you remember the first like showing up like now that you said that i'm like oh yeah that was a thing and i remember that and like oh, now it, it drove me crazier in the film because i was like i did the same thing you did i'm like well, wait a minute how did that get in the wall back in ca- oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was 1940 something <laughs> it's always in the wall <laughs> so anyway i mean but yeah, actually, that goes into, like, the point that I wanted to make kind of here at the end is just, you know, the cool thing is, at this point, you don't have to have been a comic fan for a long time to get into this. Right. But they really are their own universe, and you have to keep them separate. They've they've gone away from that. And so it's funny, because we'll have people come in, and they want to know, like, well, what's the next thing? Well, I can tell you what happens next in the comic, and I can tell you what I think will happen next in the movies. In the movies which I tend to shy away from because I don't want to be right. Because if I'm right, I just ruined it for you. But when it comes to characters like Captain Marvel, her origin is completely different. It has almost no connection to the actual comic origin. And for a lot of parts, you gloss a lot of character development, a lot of her abilities and stuff with the film. And there's nothing wrong with that. It feels like a very good origin film. And you don't need all that. And I mean, ultimately, like, yes, Captain Marvel was a man. Does it matter? No, because it works perfectly well in this film. Um, the scrolls are different in the comic world. But I think a lot of people kind of are looking at the scrolls and they're going like, well, this one guy represents everything. Well, that's not the case. Just like the scrolls, or just like the Kree, that one hit unit can't represent everybody. Right. We even have the moment in the film where we have the No Doubt song playing, and the uh, one scroll, uh, scroll character, I'm sorry, Kree character has Brie pinned, or has Captain Marvel pinned, and she's like, don't make me do this. And she just heartlessly bats him away, but like that already shows that the some Kree, of them have like the, yeah, they're, they're, honor. They're just, they're just people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things they were going for. I, for me, that's why I would like to have had another scroll in there that was not Evil. so honorable. Right. But at the same time, like, I don't want to say, like, a f- the film fans don't have, like, the subtlety, but it's better to sell it hard first. Sure. And then have subtlety later. Right. So with the the, old, the Supreme Intelligence, do you think we're ever going to see the giant face that's, that's multiple versions of Reed Richards smashed together? I think we might. I think we might. I think, I think if they do a Captain Marvel 2, it's after Infinity War. Right. I really think, like... Infinity War might actually be a kneecapper for Marvel, just my own thoughts, because it might be such a hard end that fans think that they don't need to stick around anymore. That they feel like this is the second chapter, and so you could just you can let it go now. Maybe I, don't I agree know, with that. I mean, yeah. it's possible. I think I that too. I think I'm, I'm a little worried that that might be the case. It'll be a new, a completely new thing. Yeah, and it really it really hinges on how much you're gonna like. Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Ant-Man, who may or may not be sticking around very much longer, the Spider-Man character, 
And if they choose to replace some of these guys, who comes next? Whether or not people are going to want to stick around for Chapter 2. That's true. Well, maybe. I, mean, I, guess that's, I guess that's possible. I, I could see that happening, I guess. Because I think, I think Endgame is going to be super big. I, ultimately, yeah, I, there's going to be some torch passing. And sure. I think one of them is going to be Captain Marvel that they're passing the torch to. And whether or not you wind up really falling in love with her and, and carrying on that story, I think that'll be the big thing for why people go to the next chapter. I didn't want to admit it, but I actually, like, I, it, it, the movie made me like Brie Larson more. I didn't want to say that, but I did, I'm going to. But like, She's I did, a likable character. I really don't like her as an actress. I didn't at all before this movie, but then I watched it. like, man, I, just, I really don't hate her. Well, the nice thing is, you know, I... I hate that we're continuing to monopolize here. I'm sorry. But, like, actors, I think, are more than who they are in reality. Like, I think you can hate an actor and still like a part that they play. Sure. You know, like, it drives me nuts that people are like, throw every Kevin Spacey movie out the window because he's a terrible person. Well, I'm the other way. I can... I'll love an actor because of the majority of their work, but, like, I can hate a few things that they do. So, like, Kevin Spacey, I love the majority of his work. I don't... He did some probably heinous things, blah, blah, blah. The majority of his work is amazing, and he's been a great actor, and it is what it is, and he was good. And my point is that, like, just because she looks like a retarded cat doesn't mean that she can't read. Like, she probably can read really good. That's what I'm saying. That's, that was the goal that I was trying to get to. I mean, and end game... Two things no don't pun intended. At all. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, I liked Captain Marvel. I thought they did a good job. I think it, I think if you love what's going on in the cinematic universe, you need to watch it. Just if you don't, if you don't give a crap, then don't watch it. Like, and if you you do, then watch it. Like that's it. Like, do it. Do it or don't. Like it's not like she did a good job or she didn't. No, she did a good job. It's a good movie. Like, it's a good movie. Sure. I don't think he's disputing that. I mean, it's good. It's just not. I wouldn't say it's the best thing ever, but as far as movies are concerned, it's no Starship Troopers. You're right, but it's it's a good or movie. Ice Pirates. It's neither one of those. <laughs> Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. I want to say maybe both. So, Rob, hmm. Final yeah. thoughts? Oh, uh, it's a good film. I I think it's worth seeing. I think it's going to be a good lead up to Infinity uh, into Endgame. And I think it's really kind of testing the water for what's coming next. Hopefully, just put your bias aside, watch the film. I think you'll enjoy it. I don't know you'll love it, but I think you'll enjoy it. It's going to be the chick from Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch. And they're going to be like, you know, we just really don't know what to do because nobody has a shield. And right now what we need to beat this guy is a shield. And unfortunately, we kicked all the dudes out. Well, they'll just become the A Force. It's true. <laughs> A Force had too many series because yeah. it couldn't sell books. Tyler, I think it was a good movie. I think everyone should go see it. And I also think if you start watching Phase One right now, by the time Endgame comes out, if you watch one movie every day, you'll mm-hmm. be able to make it all. You totally you'll be able it. to make it all the way. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's what I think. And credits. No. Oh, and speaking of. The Stan Lee's cameo on this was amazing. Oh, yeah. I Come don't know on. how we didn't talk about that. That yeah. was good. That was really He's good. reading a script to Mallrats. I know. I know. So good. I like that movie a lot. 
Well, and the and just the intro. The intro is yeah. the Marvel intro yeah. was oh, yeah. so good. All standard. So good. That was great too. Yeah. Yes, it was. I'm interested to see what the next one's gonna be because the next one, I guess, is the last one they filmed that was. I thought he still had like seven. They filmed a bunch filmed of them outside. He did a bunch, but but this was the last one filmed for a particular movie, I guess. Oh, okay. Oh. So the other ones that are supposedly out there that he's recorded earlier are probably more generic, which is fine. I mean, it's cool that they did it for sure. But like the last one was designed for a particular film, I guess, is what this one's supposed to be. Oh, that's so, unfortunate. Yeah, it'll be sad, but. You know, is what it is. The intro was great, though. Like the opening. If nothing else, the opening is almost worth. Well, good for them, though. That's that's just yeah. yeah. That's just knowing and loving and respecting your history. Like good for them. Seriously. Yeah. The the only thing I really am sad about is like, and I know this is stupid. It's off topic, and I'm sorry, but it's it's just too bad that Jack couldn't live to this point. Because man, wouldn't have been so awesome to have Jack and Stan. Do cameos together? Cameos. Yeah, and I don't know if we could have, but they've been awesome. But it would been awesome for him to be able to see what what his creations and how far they've come. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah, yeah. but true. sometimes there's the one guy that just like has to, is is the yeah. sacrifice and yeah. didn't quite get. So, sometimes it's the right place, right time, and as as big of a character as King Kirby was, he didn't like the limelight like Stan did. At least that's what I understand. Yeah, so. best from what we know, that's true. So. So what did you learn today, Taylor? Um, I'm still on CBS's Thunder. Seven. All day long. Oh, man. <laughs> See, not... that's what I was going to say. I was going to say seven is the most offensive number. <laughs> no one's going to understand what What did you learn today, CBS? <sighs> In real life, sometimes I snap to conclusions and get super angry. But I'm always angry. That's why you made me the Hulk on another show. That's true. So it's kind of your own fault. What would you learn so, today, Rob? There's that. I learned that we have a great deal of differences on this film. <laughs> I thought you knew that already. Yeah, but I, I didn't know how far. But we all generally just love film, and we all love comic books. And, like, that's true. this movie was kind of a culmination of all those things. I, I did learn that we all agree that the Flarkin should have been... Putting out some uh, some people. Yep, it's we it's, agree on that. True. I think we yeah. all agree on that. At least just an arm, right? An arm, a yeah. leg, something, something. <laughs> like a couple toes. A head. I been, don't know. I've been good with like just blue webs or something. <laughs> would have been no, like an arm or the infinite, the, just the gauntlet. Like <laughs> man, if it's like without the st- without the stones, but just, like you're like, wait, what? And then he like he looks around, like starts licking it up, like he's gonna eat it again. Because so my cats do that; they'll puke it and then they look around. That's like true. they did something wrong, <laughs> and they start licking it again. Uh, I figured he was gonna eat the infinity, the the, the cube again, the tesseract. So. Right, Josh. What did you learn today? I don't. I don't learn anything anymore. We need better batteries. I'm dead inside, and we need better batteries, rechargeable ones at least, <laughs> or a, or an outlet that we can plug that thing into. Doesn't work that way, unfortunately. It really doesn't, actually. And then at the end of the day, no matter what happens, you're the one that has to edit this thing, so that's that's what you get. I guess so. So stick around, everybody, for Captain Marvel, or me, Shazam. Comes out in about three weeks. Bastion. Right? We could have seen it today, and we didn't, but oh well. It's because someone dropped the ball, I guess. And the funny thing is, instead of the normal world that Top 5 Comics says, what do you say at the end of this, Tyler? Hootie hoo! Rob. Tiki? Yeah. Tiki! 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 Tiki!